Look, I wasn't here last week. Uh, why does the sunlight now come through the window right into my eyes? And why is most of the furniture at one end of the studio? Ah, um, yeah, there was a bit of a bump when this station got moved, and we've not had time to clear up yet. Just, just make the most of it for now. Okay, but that doesn't explain why I've got the old wonky chair with a caster missing. You've got nothing to complain about. Mia's had to move into the bottom drawer of number four filing cabinet. And it's given me a wee touch of agoraphobia. I'm not used to something so big. And I like the way we can make even more room by closing it. <gasps> oh, oh dear. I can just see something sticking out the top of the drawer. I really hope that's a finger. Look, it may be a bit topsy-turvy at the moment, but at least... <laughs> Our mic's alive! <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't be laughing at that one. Uh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rudolf Hucker. Yes, Hutton is still a little out of position, but more on that later on. We've got the emergency seating out of storage, and so seated around our one working microphone in a circle so that we can pass the talking stick is the rest of the crew. The inimitable Harry Balzac. Good evening. The inhibition-free Wilma Fingerdoo. Oh. Good evening, everyone. The uh, indescribable Mia Harkness. Hello. The insensible Juan Kerr. What? Uh, yeah, that's me. And the indomitable and indefatigable, you got me, Norma Snockers. Hello, everyone. Well, the tech monkey looks ready. I'm certainly not. Let's get on with the headlines. It's Hanky Poos. Yep, Hanky Poos himself. Has Enchantment gone too far? Shock or amazement? Alex Zuno's been mugged. A report from Clusterfuck. Oh, I'm sorry. Chucklefuck. News of the eggy poos. Smells of both. It's just a jump to the left. Crisis? What crisis? No sense in wasting it. It's in a black, white and red all over. Community events. There was panic! Over in hot, cold space. Um, that's the little bit over in Colonia, for those of you that are geographically challenged, just near Fort Mug. Earlier this week, after reports that Doriso had seen unwanted visitors of the four spaceships of the apocalypse 
kind. Deriso, the current pied-à-terre of Commanders King High Generalissimo, Admiral Hankey, a number of his clones, Flossie and Rampage, was quietly minding its own business and engaging in the usual day-to-day activities common there, including grilling some flavoured nachos with cheese and sluicing out the agridome after that particular accident, when there was a sudden, extremely loud bass note over the station speakers and the ominous, Warning! Capital class signature detected! Then not one, but three fleet carriers hove into view, complete with the kinds of noise that a THX advert would be proud of. The station boards lit up with the names of the carriers. War, Famine, Death and Scrofula. King Hanky went more than a little pale. Flossie unwrapped Special Pan Number 5, and Rampage started putting on enough body armour to reduce his walking speed to that of an ageing turtle. Emergency signals were sent to Hutton HQ in the bubble asking for urgent IFF details on the incoming ships. They were identified as being owned by one Commander Ratcatcher. And whilst listed as neutral fleet carriers, everyone, including the Hanky, was quite rightly worried that bad things were about to happen. Hutton HQ sent an urgent message via the Galactic Forums to Commander Ratcatcher who, like Hanky, maintains a fleet of near-identical clones, asking whether there was about to be a bout of fisticuffs, and whether Hanky's panic was justified. The reply, whoops, and, yeah, I, I can see how that might have appeared. It turns out that Doriso is the nominated holiday home of Commander Ratcatcher, a long-time friend to Hutton and Hotcoll, and the Commander just hadn't realised the consequences of naming fleet carriers after the harbingers of the apocalypse on unsuspecting Hanky clones and the general population. Two of Hanky's pet snakes had gone stiff with shock. One of Flossie's hamsters needed the administration of the tiny defibrillator that she carries at all times. And the laundry bill for soiled underwear is said to be one of the largest that Doriso has seen in a long time. Commander Ratcatcher has opened communications via the Colonia Citizens Network to reassure everyone that they were just on a bit of a jolly. And they are, of course, firm friends with hot coal. Oh, and that a shipment of Valium, green tea and a disc of soothing music has been dispatched by waiting Apex Taxi to Hutton's Hot Coal HQ to ensure that everyone remains calm. You'll remember Commander Enchantment. She's been keeping us up to date with her journey far, far out into the black with her spiking companion. Well, she did it. And here's her final report. Day 196. Well then, somehow, despite my best attempts at sabotaging myself, I managed to make it to the end without dying. I'm 279 light years from the nearest star, which comes out to 65,926 light years from Sol. I had trouble sleeping last night since Phil kept waking me up to check on the fuel level even though I set two alarms. In the end, I decided to just go on ice and finish today. To reduce fuel usage, I engineered the FSD to have just barely enough max jump range to make it back with the FSD injection. This means it only has a window of about 10 hours to make the jump. Any sooner and it's too heavy. Any later and it doesn't have enough fuel. I could jump at the end of the window, which could push me an extra light year or so. However, there'd also be a real risk of running too low and getting stuck. 
As funny as it would be to call for the fuel rats over 200 light years from the nearest star, I'm sure they've had more than enough of crazy idiots flying out into the intergalactic space after the debacles with Persera and Deluvian. Before jumping back, I decided to spend a moment to reveal a conspiracy. According to the Discovery Scanner specs, it only works while inside a star system. It will refuse to even attempt to scan other stars, let alone planets and signals in those systems. I am 279 light years outside the Oivesi SGYD0, and I intentionally didn't perform a system scan before departing. Despite objectively being outside this star system, I was able to perform a system scan. How strange. Day 196, part two. I successfully jumped to Oivasi RGYD0, which was 290 light years away. This ship normally has a jump range of just over 25 light years. I don't know if this voids the warranty, but some engineer at Lacon is probably watching me do this and crying. One of my clones met me in the Exploder. Don't ask about the name. To refuel me so I could jump back to Oivasi SGYD0. This was necessary because I didn't put a fuel scoop on this ship so I could carry more fuel. In hindsight, this was totally unnecessary since I jumped with five extra tons of fuel in reserve anyway. Ah oh well. I wanted to be extra careful, so I transferred over more than enough fuel to make it. This ended up biting me in the behind, because now the ship is too heavy to jump back. I'm going to turn on all the modules and crank up the AC to burn some of it off. While I'm waiting, I think I'll land on one of these planets. I haven't felt gravity in months. It's only 0.1 G, but it's better than nothing. Day 197. Made it back to the system I started in. Small issue. The carrier I last fueled at doesn't have a shipyard, and the ship can't jump far enough to return to Beagle Point, which means I'm stranded. I opened up Garnet to see if I could bribe a fleet carrier owner to make a stop and pick me up. Luckily, I found that there was a new carrier in the system that does have a shipyard. That means I can transfer my anaconda over, over and head home. Whoever owns the Kobayashi Maru, thank you. Day 197, part two. Okay. Okay, never mind. Transferring over the anaconda will cost half a billion credits. Looks like I'm taking a Diamondback Explorer instead. Still really looking forward to not being stranded. I'm also looking forward to talking to someone who isn't a mindless clone or a cactus. I'm still not entirely sure what possessed me to spend months of time and millions of credits to explore a literal empty void. But here I am. Earlier this week, a terrible injustice was rectified. We realised that Alex Zuno, known by pirates everywhere as she who must be feared, oh my god, is that her reject, eject, eject, had a ship capable of shredding ships into space confetti, the skills to make it happen, and the willingness to share how it's done, and much more besides. But what didn't she have? A hot and mug. 
Her partner in crime and punishment, Volcarius, had managed to grab a mug a few weeks ago after telling everyone in the green room how they achieved their eye-catching bounty totals, but no such reward had found its way to Alex. The Mug Ownership Injustice Solving Trustees, Moist for short, were unanimous in deciding that Alex Zuno had earned herself a mug several times over and it was high time that something was done about it. Packaging was sourced, an appropriate message was penned, safe, reliable transport was organised and last weekend the handover was complete. Alex had her mug and Alex, always voluble but never loquacious. Don't worry, I can wait while you look that up. Wanted to send a response. So here it is, verbatim. On the topic of your gift to me, I want to discuss the matter of my thanking you. I want to thank you eventually, but not as an isolated response to receiving one of your space mugs. I want to have the right context and perspective when I say it. To that end, I want to tell you a story. I have always enjoyed reading the words and understanding the thoughts of other commanders. I enjoy meeting, observing, listening to and speaking with them, particularly when I can learn something or teach something. Through research, experimentation and conversation, I find it pleasing to amass and share as much knowledge as I can. As I did this, I omitted to notice that a problem was forming. Such was becoming gradually more difficult, where ever finer details would blur the line between simplification and oversimplification, this remained relatively manageable until I learned one specific minutiae. Landing gear prevents accidental boosting. This had no direct impact upon me, for boosting accidentally and being unable to boost while landing were not problems I had encountered, much to the relief of the Imperial Flight Operations Bureau. Indirectly, it transformed my flight style completely after I tested and explored how it modifies a boost already in effect, which I consider now to be the most powerful flight method a pilot can implement. I wanted to try it using the fastest starship, which can mount the heaviest weapons. I constructed the Hailstrom, my beloved Mamba, the potency of which continues to amaze me. Unfortunately, it also made browsing conversations on Galnet instantly more frustrating. It frustrated me to see accusations of various starships being unable to stop or turn effectively. Statements which I knew to be false, but had no convincing or sufficiently polite means to challenge. Any attempt, attempt at mere verbal description was met with bafflement and was largely disregarded. I felt like Cassandra of Troy from the ancient Greek legends of Earth, blessed with prophecy but cursed with disbelief. Reading about Cassandra again left me stunned and when I, when I discovered that the Mycenaeans and some followers of Dion, Dionysus used instead the name Alexandra. My name. <coughs> Upon reflection, I think that said legend was cautionary, where prophecy and disbelief represent knowledge and its resistance to imposition. It was a warning that a seeker of knowledge will be all but alone in enjoying it, like a dark pact which denies the basic human desire to share. Cassandra tried to change her fate, despite knowing that what would befall Troy, 
and that foretelling would be to be no avail, but failed to realise that the curse only precluded speaking the truth directly. I think that the best knowledge cannot just be told, but must be shown explicitly, demonstrated with irrefutable evidence, or imparted by helping others carefully to discover it for themselves. This formed my motivation to display my hunting style. I needed to forge a visual, informative and polite way to show veteran commanders that there remains a small but critical gap in their flight ability. I knew the completion of such would involve considerable effort, though I did not expect that a passing comment disclosing the idea to you would translate to all but a full Galnet announcement from Alpha Centauri. This alarmed me a bit, not yet having written a single word towards anything of the sort, but this matter was negligible compared to the importance of how you referred to it. Do you remember? You told your audience that they may receive a masterclass. Even if this was exaggerated a little, it was inspiring nonetheless. It helped me to think beyond any concerns I had about my place to instruct others. My daily walk started to serve as a valuable design time, soon yielding a three and a half chapter plan and a, a drive to try producing the first one and a half. I was prepared either to continue its direction if it showed promise or to cancel it if not. In a sense, I should have known better than to send you a draft version in that I was not prepared for it to be given a grand presentation straight away. Conversely, your doing so also represented an overwhelming amount of belief in my ability and trust in my delivery. Without any foreknowledge of my plan for the remaining chapters or any assurance of their completion, you trusted me with your entire audience, each of whom welcomes your show as a guest into one's home. You called the second chapter uplifting, which captured perfectly my intention to empower rather than to belittle. And you promoted the full article heavily upon release of the third chapter. Sharing it has become quite a pleasure ever since, especially if I open with some curse-breaking videos. And I, I will always treasure the range of awed, interested and exclamatory responses. So, thank you. The Hutton Orbital Truckers Cooperative for all the inspiration, promotion, belief, encouragement, and trust you have given me. Thank you for your weekly broadcast, for reporting the ventures of commanders around the galaxy, and for including my occasional contributions. You have helped me establish several permanent additions to the set of things that I enjoy, and your support throughout was a blessing I will never forget. Now that you understand my position and how to translate what I say into what I feel, I can close with thanking you for sending me a space mug. Commander Alex Zuno, Imperial Navy Intervention and Rescue. Incoming transmission from Commander Chucklefuck. Date 19th February, time late. Pilot's log, I'm so hungry. I've done what feels like 500 delivery missions and I've not, not eaten for days. No time for a break because all of the missions were behind schedule. The first moron thought it was funny to send me in a collection mission, then hide inside the security building when I get back. What an asshole. 
Anyway, that put me behind for two days and we all know that being late means losing pay. Some of those bastards got me packages, got their packages with minutes to spare and none of them offered me so much as a crunchy Soylent Green and Pineapple Energy Bar. I've seen a great recipe for a radiated Karsuki Locust. I've got some in cryo but I need a power regulator to zap them with. When I've done these last few collections I'm taking a shutdown mission and then I'll bloody well treat myself. Date, 20th of February. Time, very late. Pilot Slog. Well, that's the collections finished. Guy at the outpost of the shutdown mission, which he says is legit. The site's virtually abandoned already. There should only be a couple of security guards there to chase off the scavs. So it's in, shut down, out, collect payment, feast. Then I am putting my feet up for a couple of days. Date, 20th of February. Time, very, very late. Pilot's log. Shit! Shit, 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 shit. That lying bastard. This place is fucking watching with security. He breached the console, started the shutdown, and then all hell broke loose. Not only that, it's a bloody despairal settlement. That twint said it was for them, not against them. Oh, where did he get a rocket launcher? Recording ends. Commander Chicklefuck is currently residing in the Hutton Infirmary, pending Nurse Wyeth's tender administrations. In lieu of flowers or fruit, please make a donation to the Legless Pilots Foundation. That's for pilots who've lost their legs, not the one for alcoholics. Bottles of Lucasade with that crinkly orange cellophane wrapping are welcome. Right, so, apologies to the Despair Owls for raiding their base by accident. Apology to the people of Karsuki, your locust should never be zapped, only shallow fried with ginger and a curry leaf. I'm not apologising to the Soylent Corporation. What possessed you to put pineapple in a Soylent energy bar, you dough benders? Full of hutton. You see enough incompetence in the course of a day without some Muppet phoning it in to be read out in the radio. We are very, very sorry. Incoming encrypted transmission. Decrypting. Decryption complete. Stand by for a message from Hexcom Actual. Okay, Hackswing, in spite of Tharg's tenacity, we're entering the mop-up stage in our defense against his latest campaigns. We have completely cleared incursions in the Bubble and Pleiades. The Coalsack Nebula is down to three marginal systems, and the Witchhead Nebula has one marginal, two moderate, and one significant presence. Our top defense priorities in the Coalsack are mopping up in HIP 62154 and Coalsack Sector VU-OB6-6. In the Witchhead, current focus is the defense of Lembus. Check Tharloid.watch for status and priority updates. We have no currently burning stations, so no evacuation operations are needed. There are eight stations still under repair from earlier attacks. Operation Ida is currently hauling repair supplies to Gunport in Dan. You can learn more about them at OperationIda.com. Our efforts are bearing fruit, truckers. Barring any new attacks, we're about ready for the final push to clear all current incursions. Let's finish strong. Watch out for your wing. Keep your eyes on those signal sources and be ever ready to defend the mug.
Hexcom message complete. Defend the mug. Encrypted transmission complete. The conflict in Paladin space rumbles on, though the eggy poos, that's longhand for EGPU, are claiming a mighty victory over in Obertrema over the last few days. First, a quick recap on why this system is important. The Paladin Consortium, or PALCON in BGS lingo, accidentally expanded there, then attempted to do the honourable thing and leave the system by fighting against themselves. Despite this, they won. Then they won the system. Intelligence sources have stated that the EGU actively engineered this false flag situation as a pretext for conflict, mainly as they were bored and wanted a reason to manufacture something to do. For the last three months, the Paladin Consortium have been actively trying to leave the system and hand back ownership, which this week they've achieved. EGU propaganda has been released that the Eggy Poors have secured a huge victory and taken the system back, and that Palcon plus allies are now on the run, which if meaning loading up the moving trucks with the stuff that was already packed as they've always intended to move out is one pretty rank flavour of the truth. Palcon and Hotton, plus other allies, including the Fatherhood, have reiterated that they're relieved to be out of it as it smells rather of weak old borscht and grandma's hairnets. However, hopes that this means the rest of the ongoing conflicts will be resolved soon are a little dim. And like those selfsame hopes, the EGU seem to rather enjoy being vigorously and repeatedly kicked in the frameshift drive by heavy-booted truckers and want another crack at losing. Ongoing conflicts in Nabatine, Sugiwik, LFT-37 and others persist, so if anyone feels like gaining a few more combat ranks and some scuffs on their toecaps, there are CZs aplenty to be had. For those of you who helped shove the station out of the way last week, our thanks here from the radio team. Just enough pushing and shoving was done to move the station little over a kilometre to one side as the ball of space junk approached at speed and the light show as the station remote turrets uh, based on those little platforms floating around Hutton, uh, was spectacular, as a number of stray patches of scrap were turned into um, smaller scrap before they incurred any damage on the station. A small number of microparticles of scrap did make it to the orbital and have left a number of incy-wincy little holes in things, but welding teams have been hard at work sticking stuff over the holes before too much of the air escapes. The Hutton Library appears to have taken the brunt of the damage, with with famous works including copies of Pie and Prejudice, Lord of the Rigs, and Midsummer Knit's Dram taking extensive damage to their covers, obliterating important letters. Now that the imminent danger has passed, there is a debate as to whether the station should be left where it is, or pushed back neatly into the previous orbit, in the hopes that there won't be any more failed Hutton runs presenting clear and present danger to the orbital. Notes as to the final resting place of the giant swathe of space scrapper unconfirmed after station astronomers admitted that they watched it until it passed in front of Proxima, at which point they realised they were staring directly into the sun and now have funky blue dots in their vision and can't see straight. 
They have applied for cybernetic implants with built-in Rayburn light-sensitive filters fitted directly to the retinas to prevent this from ever happening again. Well, it's been an interesting and exciting week here in Hutton Space. We have two ongoing challenges for control of long-standing Hutton systems, one a war and one an election, and a close encounter with a challenger in a third system. More on those stories later. Last week's infrastructure failures in Barnard Star, PSPF-LF2 and Y0855. 0714 were relieved in the week, so well done to truckers who assisted in relieving those. However, Barnard Star has been compromised to the point where tent fleets are now within only five points of Hutton, as we languish on only 24%. Unusually, there are no other conflicts in the system, so there's never been a better time to go in there, boost Hutton interest, and raise us into the dizzying heights of system influence that are the low 30s. Trepin has become a certifiable basket case of unrest, with six of the seven factions in some form of conflict, now including Hutton. The seventh faction would probably be at it too if they could find someone to fight, or have an election against, oh, and if they weren't bankrupt on one cent and can neither afford ammunition, manifesto leaflets or party election rosettes. We have inadvertently stumbled into an election for control of Trepin against the CIA, the collective of independent agents, in which we are currently leading 1-0. So you know the drill, mander those jerrys, stuff some ballots and run election missions for Hutton. Last week's story, warning of Sirius Corporation's ambitions in AVIC, have come to fruition. Despite going behind in the first days, Hutton quickly won two days in a row, and it currently stands at 3-2, with only one more day of victory being required from either of the remaining two. Epsilon Eridani continues to slowly climb away from the mad monks who have caught themselves a dose of mods. Skirting the 40% zone are Kakari, where a pirate itch needs to be scratched, and Wise 0855-0714, which is slowly on the up after its problems with dodgy environmental filters last week. All these distractions have meant that our push for control of Wolf 562 has lost some ground temporarily, and the gap to the leading faction, Wolf 562 Major Inc., has widened to 17%. At the overachieving end of the Hutton Systems table, we have four systems above 60%, including the normally dull backwater of Haghole. So whoever has been doing whatever it is they shouldn't be doing in Haghole, stop it at once. And finally, we are still waiting to see which dump we expanded into from last week. Meanwhile, in Colonia, Grand High Admiral Chief Air Marshal Generalissimo Hanke, Grand Kazi of all the Colonia clones, asked that truckers finish off the final day of the election against Colonia Council in Tyr and boost hot coal in two other colonic systems, Pythias and Diriso. Priorities this week are, if you want to truck something, win the election in Trepin and boost Hutton influence in Barnard Star. If you want to shoot something, 
Avix still needs saving from Sirius Corporation, and those pesky pirates need ventilating in Kakari. Keep an eye on Barnard Star in case that turns into a shooting war. The Elite Dangerous community has always been both ambitious and inclusive, and this week's crop of community-led events is no exception. We've got news about All the Clouds in the Sky, the Magellan Experience, the Nexus Exploration, New Year New Discoveries 3308, Celebration of Early Astronomy 4, yet another Bandit Racing League event, a report of the Buckyball Racers going back to Pariso, something called Small Ship Smackdown, and early news of a new 5 Euro Tours expedition. Links will of course be posted in Twitch chat and also in the description of the YouTube upload. Commander Deluvian's expedition All the Clouds in the Sky has been making good headway but he might have been a little distracted at some point as he explains. Expedition Day 163 we left the Pleiades on the 20th of February and did a small detour before our next main location. I think I mentioned before that there are cloud-like objects on the galaxy map that are not necessarily well documented, or rather, not documented at all. I do not think that uh, dark regions, especially the small ones, are mentioned anywhere in the archives that I could find. Long story short, I decided to try and get as close as possible to another interesting anomaly of this kind, Aries Dark Region. Unfortunately, the purplish colour of it and the fact that there isn't a good system nearby that would allow us to watch it with the Milky Way as a background meant that it was, um, yeah, a bit of a disappointment, but nothing unexpected. After all, when you look at the map, there's not much to see there either. Our next waypoint, on the very same day, we arrived at the Eskimo Nebula. Very pretty, but no landable bodies in the system. In fact, nothing but the main O star and a black hole not too far away. That was a night of travel, as I couldn't sleep. I pushed the Zodiac further, and at 3am on the 21st of Feb, we arrived at HIP 23759, officially recognised as a marker for the Witchhead Nebula. There's a lot of activity in the area, especially alien, and definitely a few places to visit, so we're going to stick around for a while. Last night we had some good fun in the system, but there's more that I want to see and definitely find a couple of good places outside the nebula with a great angle for eye candy shots. I'm not going to hide that the uh, participating in a very special event on the 20th boosted the morale of the crew. It was a privilege to hold a special stellar transmission of the event from the other corner of the galaxy. My last record of distance from Sol got just blown out of the water. And together we celebrated the accomplishment of our friend Enchantmen. But that's uh, a separate story. Members of the expedition the Magellan Experience refuse to feel lonely even when they're equidistant from the edges of nowhere. Commander Richard Flurinez M has an update on their progress. The Magellan Experience is officially at Hawkins Gap. Currently carriers are being directed towards the focal point which is the siren at the centre of the region. The reason for this is that we are surveying the unexplored parts of the region that surprisingly have many points of interest. The expedition will focus our effort in adding more dots to the map and hopefully motivate people to visit the region besides the Guardian Ruins or a couple of archive points of interest. 
Commander Richard Fluminez M would also like to give some publicity to a video that's been made by Commander Enigmatic about the expedition. This is part one of, he reckons, 15 parts. So you binge watchers, decide now if you're going to wait, but I suggest that you go and watch right now. Now you know I meant that metaphorically. Go and watch after the show. Commander Caboose has another short update from Nexus. Freight carrier the Legacy of Dawn remains in deep space for the time being as the Gary Hogan has encountered delays. The Gary Hogan will depart colonised space by the end of this month to relieve the legacy of her outpost. Commanders, Commanders taking part in New Year New Discoveries 3308, a fleet carrier equipped to trip, equipped trip to the car and back are still tearing across the galaxy and Commander Arborich has sent us some figures and a short video. So far there's been a total of 13 million 10,000 no that's wrong 13 billion 10 million 481,307 credits worth of exploration data sold during New Year new discoveries to the fleet carrier Lunar Hyperflight alone not including bits of pieces others had sent in yet or are waiting for their own bubble systems to send to we've had 32,427 recorded hyperspace jumps 2,214,856 light years recorded travel 249,062 recorded celestial bodies 169,026 tonnes of fuel left and this is a video of our final mass jump of the expedition celebration of early astronomy 4 are having fun checking out stars and systems that their distant ancestors could only see through telescopes and their imagination. Commander Kesika and her team have issued this com communique. We're on the final leg of CA4 and boy is this one long. Starting off we have V-Signy aka HIP 102082 which is 200 times the size of our sun but only has twice the mass. Next is Koorti 9 which is part of the stellar cluster IC4756 also known as Graf's cluster. This cluster is in the Serapin, Serapin's constellation and is bright enough to be seen with the naked eye. 
The first planet in the system is the confirmed extrasolar planet CoT9b. We're also swinging by up 46 Upsilon Sagittarii, which means being in a blue supergiant that you can see from Earth without a telescope. It is also rich in Jumponium and is nearby to the Mammon system, which has a station for easy drop-off of data. Heaven's Lathe is also a nice place to swing by. The main star, HD 175876, has a companion neutron star with rings which have an effective radius of 12 light seconds, but a mass only slightly greater than Jupiter's small moon Thebe. Hopefully the boost off that neutron star will get everyone some di extra distance, as we're now heading to Snake Sector PD-S B4-1 to get a view of the Snake Nebula, which is also known as Barnard 72. The nickname came from its shape being thin and wavy. Time for another boost on star jump. New <laughs> Time for another neutron star boost, as our next destination is the Coronet Pulsar, catalogued as RX J1856.5-3754. And more commonly known in Elite, PSRJ 1856-3754. It is the closest known neutron star to our solar system, and due to the error-prone nature of some early measurement methods, was hypothesised to be a quark star A hypothetical star type, as it was gauged incorrectly to be 700,000 degrees Celsius. When later measurements revealed it was actually 434,000 degrees Celsius. Whoops! <laughs> At least it still provided an FSD boost, so we can get to the raw Opiuchi cloud complex quicker. Specifically, I see 4604 sector FB-XC1-17. This dark nebula is located 1 degree south of the star P Opiuchi Opiuchi, part of the constellation Opiuchus. Its distance from our solar system is estimated at 131 plus or minus 3 parsecs. We'll also be hitting up Antares, the 15th brightest star in the sky and the brightest star in the Scorpius constellation, which has a very distinct red hue when viewed with the naked eye apt for a red supergiant, which is one of the largest known stars. It has a companion star, Antares B, which is a typical B-class star, and is the first thing anyone jumping into the system will see. Shapley 1, which has, was discovered in 1936 by Harlow Shapley, is our next stop. This annular planetary nebula, when viewed from Earth, is almost perfectly perpendicular. The central star is one of those that differs between the galaxy map and the direct observation. In the former, it is a wolf star. In the latter, it is a white dwarf. Perhaps some new discoveries were made since the stellar forge's work was completed. And finally, for this week's coverage, we have HIP 62270, which is within the Colsac Nebula. It is the most prominent dark nebula in the night sky from our solar system. If the skies are dark enough to see the Milky Way as a band, you'll see it as a patch obscuring a brief section of it, 
pilots be careful. This is one of the Thargoid hotspots. And Kezika and her crew would like to thank Commanders Sylvie, Rakav102, Vespa Solaris and Zandru for the screenshots. The Banda Tracing League event we mentioned is getting closer and Commander DB Exterminator has offered us this exclusive reveal. Greetings Commanders. As a, as a reminder, the Bandit Racing League race will be on the 5th of March at 20.00 UTC. Now, as for the special prizes, the winners from each category will receive a limited edition Bandit Racing League decal. I've only had 10 made up, but after they're gone, I will do something different. Stay tuned here for more. And here's a report from Alec Turner about the Buckyballers' first race in the Magic 8 Ball Championship, entitled Back to Pariso and hosted by Mal for the Win. It was a rerun of the 3305 Classic Full Throttle at Pariso. Alec says, Winner in both ship classes was Buckyball racer extraordinaire Commander Shay Blackwood, who achieved the seemingly impossible in the unlimited class by making 21 stops in 20 minutes using his Viper, and damn near doing the same in the regulation class. Being just three seconds short of making 16 stops with an unread, unengineered Cobra. Commanders Segura and Bruski weren't far behind, taking second and third in regulation, and Segura was also the runner-up in the unlimited class, with Captain MD holding his early podium place to finish third. Otherwise, the race saw record attendance, with 39 people competing in the regulation Cobra class and 24 pushing their unlimited ships to the, to, uh, to the, um, to the limit. The Buckyball Racing Club would like to congratulate everyone for getting the Magic 8-Ball Championship off to such a fantastic start. The next race, which takes place in March, will be a reboot of the Aquarian job, which saw Commander Tanik Selden go down in legend when he drove his SRV halfway around the planet to get a replacement ship and thereby finish his run. Commander Shoreside Customs has told us about an event that's happening this Saturday, 26th of February, 3308. It's called Small Ship Smackdown. It's being organised by the Hotboxers, but if a PC or Hot PS Commander wants to organise an event to enjoy in their own parallel universes, that would be welcome. Commander Venezia has proudly proclaimed that he gets an evening off baby duty and says... <sighs> <clears throat> Sorry. Um, come and join us for an extremely fun event of ramming, shooting, poking and whatever else tickles your fancy to defeat your opponent. Have you thought about engineering the deadliest sidewinder the galaxy has ever seen? Maybe you just want to fly in circles around your opponents in your custom eagle and laugh as they can't get a beat on you. Perhaps you want to build a tanky asp and slam into your opponent until they see the rebuy screen. Whatever your method may be, come out and join us for a great event. Last ship flying wins. All small ships, engineered or not, are welcome to this event. Oh, sorry. Commander Hunter is never idle for long, and indeed he sent us early notice of something he's brewing. Five Euro Tours is adding the last few waypoints to a new expedition. 
Planned to leave in May 3308, it's expected to be a 10 to 12 week expedition, travelling over 95,000 light years. More info soon, TM. Are you organising an event or have you heard of one that we've not included? Then please email I took part at tunorbital.com and we can broadcast it to the galaxy. Thank you very much, the news team and the the maestro on the decks. Ah, Nearly seamless. Ever so... Almost. A couple of small scenes. I thought we did well, all things considered. Yeah. Anyway, before we get on with the rest of the rest of the show and the news and the banter and Flossie's bits, whatever. Um, we have received some sad news this week. Unfortunately, we had a message into the station that one of our trucker friends has passed away over the weekend. Commander Dover Bunn succumbed to an illness that he battled for a number of years, and he'd done it in true trucker style, going on well beyond all predictions. But, unfortunately, has now made his final frameshift jump, and we do bid him a fond farewell. We're sure that truckers everywhere will join us in sending love to his family and friends, and as ever, fair solar winds on his final journey. Rest in peace. Anyway, it's always terribly sad when we get news like that. It's, um, you know, I, I suppose with, with so many so many people we know and so many contacts, so many friends we make, you know, th- these, these things happen. But um, it, it's always very sad to receive such messages. Um, Amelia? Yes. Um, obviously, I think you knew this commander better better than the rest of us. But um, hopefully, his his family will find some small comfort that there are there are friends out there that are thinking of them and uh, Dover Bunner at this time. Yeah, yeah. I'll let I'll let I'll let everyone know. Yeah, um, we'll send send hugs hugs and for you know for the mug from from all of us. Will do. Will do. Yeah. Anyway, moving along with the show um, tomorrow. I tomorrow, get to see tomorrow. some of you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, tomorrow, yes. I, I, I get to actually catch up with a few Hutton truckers in person. So what's happening tomorrow? Tomorrow, it's a, it's a frontier meetup over in Cambridge. Cambridge? What's this all about, yes. then? Where's this come from? Yeah, what was all this, what's all this about? When, when? It says here. Well... <laughs> well, it was. Yeah, it was um, originally. It was planned as a, a special effect charity, sort of related fundraising, a bit of a raffle and a quiz, and a bit of a sort of a knees up and a, a few drinks before Christmas. But of course, COVID happened, didn't it? Which put paid to that one. I think they did a, a virtual one where the ARF decided to to try and show off rum drinking prowess during a quiz. But it's never quite the same as catching up in person. So they finally decided that it was safe enough for those that were willing to come along to do so and hold that event. And it's up in Cambridge tomorrow. I think it's amazing the amount of um, influence that Frontier has in because they announced this first and they managed to organise Boris to change all the rules just so that people could get together. Isn't that just, nice? Just- just in time, yes. Yes. So yeah, a, a bunch of a bunch of Hutton truckers and others and friends and all sorts will be descending on um, a, a unspecified top secret <coughs> location in Cambridge uh, tomorrow evening. Which means anybody expecting us to take part in Paladin Wars or helping in Barnard Star or anything else can frankly fish for twenty four hours because we haven't seen each other for an awful long time. Uh, Commander Chicks, you will be there. Yep, I'll be going. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'll take you. <laughs> You're getting tight, guys. Now, yeah. <laughs> oh, it brings tears to the eyes. Yes, I'll be there. 
Yeah, well, that's when you catch the nose hairs just as you're pulling the peg off. Yeah. No, you have to <laughs> take <laughs> the peg off of your nose. No, take it off. the nose off the peg, yeah. Um, nose hairs, so that's yeah, a moustache. I believe Commander Aiden and Paolo LCU, no full light one, is going to be making an appearance as well, with or without lab coat. We don't know. Uh, I'm going along with the crew from uh, HCS. We know that um, Orange Sparky, I think, is coming over from Parts Foreign. A certain major. Sure the moderators will be there. A certain major general. Uh, the major general Noctivaver, mm. yeah, that one. The, the, the chap with the enormous ship, yeah, mm. um, will be will be there. The we managed ship. to snaffle yeah. a ticket. There, mm. there was an interdiction, and he managed to rob a ticket. The Montgomery Python, I think, is making an appearance oh, at some point, he... having also robbed someone of a ticket. So uh, yeah, I, it's, it's just going to be it's just going to be lovely. See, and we won't see everybody, and there are lots of people who either aren't comfy making it or, or can't, you know, um, make it. I, I know we um, we did hear from Jester D, who was terribly sad that he's not going to be able to come and see everybody. He's still hiding, you know, gun emplacements around the front door and barbed wire everywhere um, to stop COVID zombies him, getting him. Yeah, well, we can't blame him at all. But he, he sends uh, much love and hugs to all the Hutton truckers who are going to be there. Um, mm. There are rumours that there is one spare ticket. There's a commander who can't make it. And as far as I'm aware, there is one spare one left uh, from a commander who can't make it. So if if you do have the time and are comfy doing so and desperately wanted to go to it, do ping us a message because I'm aware of one commander wanting to offload their ticket to somebody else for charity. Charity. Well, for paying them back for the fee, but then the money goes to charity afterwards. You know charity. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. For charity, mate. Charity. Yeah. I like to talk about it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be good. There were all sorts of rumours swelling around the place and people posting on forums saying, oh, Frontier are hosting some kind of great big reveal event. No, it's not a great big reveal event. We're going to a bar. Oh, I don't know. Unless, unless Arf gets more of that rum down him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> don't speak too soon. Yeah. It may be the one big reveal event you don't want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially if especially if Cecil's there and he bends over in his kilt. I'm not sure I'm going be kilted this year. Oh, no. uh, yeah, no, Mia, Mia was, was that a finger that got trapped in that drawer earlier? I just have to ask. Well, <laughs> 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 you see, it was a finger. It's gone purple and it's throbbing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mission accomplished. Um, that was my lunch. I had a pepper army. <laughs> Oh, we got a message it's from Commander uh, from, from uh, in the chat there that Commander Ghost Blackheart will be there as well. Oh yes, oh, that's no. right. Mm. David will be there. Mm. Yeah, I um, I saw that uh, there is going to be a quiz. Now, uh, apparently, we've already got three and a half hours. How long did the last quiz take? That. A, well, no, we've got. We think got used it's up. A, it's we, a copy of the three one and a half hours. It's a, it's a copy of the another one. It's just a yeah. so question from it. Is did he write another one, or are we just going to recycle? It's just a copy of the questionnaire that, that so Boris drunk, had to do. It won't take you long. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's only three and a half hours until the hoi polloi are allowed in because the, the venue that we're in actually uh, is opening up to allow the public in at 10 o'clock, at which point they'll take one look oh. at the assembled assembled crowd and go, what the heck is going on oh, here? I've met the public, you don't want them, man. Yeah, um, the, the great unwashed will be coming in then. Um, so... At which point, uh, you know, you'll turn around to somebody next to you, start talking to them about how big is my asp, and then they realise they know nothing about spaceships, and mm. you have to walk away um, embarrassed. But it, it's going to be lovely to see people, and there are, there are loads more names coming that, um, you know, we, we haven't caught up with oh, over two years now as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be good fun. I imagine there'll be lots of shouts of... Um, oh, what's the phrase, Amelia? What are we going to be yes. shouting? 
Hang on, um, the headphones off. Mug! <laughs> yep. That's the Perfect one. Timing. I'm not allowed to do that until the end. It always <laughs> deafens everyone. It's all right, I was prepared. Mm-hmm. I yes. was prepared too. I was prepared. <laughs> Took my headset off. <laughs> I, I don't care. Not all the, all the, now, all the, you can't blame Amelia for that. were going mm-hmm. to be there. Um, Wother Dude and Beetlespoon. I, I must admit, I don't I, know whether Wother Dude and Beetlespoon were going. The, they were at the virtual one. Oh, it'll be good to catch up with them if they if they are. Yeah. And they, they've hit a milestone. They've hit a big milestone this week. Um, did they lose the no claims ones? <laughs> 10,000 people have told them is they're like, worth listening to. Wow. What? Is it like one of those invisible rocks? Well, <laughs> which is 9,999 more than this very radio station as well. <laughs> but they have, the, they have the benefit of brevity in their broadcasts. <laughs> Quality. Quality, not, <laughs> yes. not quantity. Well, <laughs> what's what you tell all of the uh, yes. listener is superb. Yeah. Yeah. Want you? Um, yes, nod. Nod here. Now, the next note in our script here, uh, I don't know who's inserted one of these um, into it, um, um, the, the Cyber Socrates. Yes, uh, just before, so just before, okay. I'm just going to open this up, immediately before, the, um, well, I've actually, during the last two minutes before the uh, show started, um, got a, an email from uh, the twin uh, people that is Cosmic, Ro- Cosmic Rookie and Cyber Socrates, who, who's actually... Socrates. 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 Has uh, designed a, a logo, and I'm just going to put this up on the screen. There we are. That is... The for the mug uh, design there, its logo, um, and it looks really good. It's a, oh, it's a very God. tired, bleary person with, a, with <laughs> yeah. a, well, it looks, well, it looks like a candle with a handle with for the sh- and the, the chateau with a gato, but you know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> that looks like a Cecil mug to me. That's yes. a Cecil morning after mug. That, that is. It looks like a. Is it a dustbin on fire? No, no, it's, 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 it's a, a very clever. It's a very clever mug. It's, yeah, it's very good. Yes, I, I'm not sure Cecil has a morning after. I think he just burns mm, on it through. It just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. got a spoon in its hand as well. Opposite yep. the handle, mm. the hand. Yeah, a red spoon as well. Yeah, and I'll um, work out exactly what uh, Socrates wants to to do with this. But it it's really good. I think it's really good. It's a Hutton mug without pretending to be a Hutton mug. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's a genuinely fake mug. Uh, yes. <laughs> One which gets... There we um, go. It's, it's a genuine original fake original. That's the one. It, yeah. Never to be seen again never unless seen, you buy never, one. Never to be seen yeah. before. Yeah. Um, right, in the notes here, there is a point of order. Somebody yes. has raised... Order! Order! Order. Uh, this, this, is a, this is a message from so the hot box end of things. Yes, so I'm yes. going to hand over to the apology officer. Yep. We have got, uh, at the weekend, we have got, as per the events, we are going to be getting into small ships and shooting lumps at one another, which I'm very excited for. Um, but in the description from, um, I don't know if it came from Shawside Customs or it came from Mr. Vianetta, but um, they were saying, oh, you know, tank up your asp and things like that. You go, no. Asps are medium ships. It's small ships only. Don't bring so an asp. Vipers so and vipers. Um, Do you know what haulers, else adders. Yeah. Do you know what else counts as a small ship? Vultures. Vultures really? a small ship. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Humongous guns on it. Two uh, are type 6s small or medium? Type 6 small is a medium, sorry. Yeah. 
Tight six is a medium. And Diamondbacks? Um, Diamondbacks, both the Scout and Explorer are small. Well, yeah. Yeah. So anything that lands in a small Eagle. pad. Eagle, Imperial Eagle. Yeah, yep, they're both. a small ship. What about yeah. Couriers? Are Couriers small? Cobra Mark IV. I don't know about couriers. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to get we'll have to get yeah. the uh, the listener to look it up. Somebody go and look up the courier and the cobras just to make sure they're not. Cobras I think cobras, are, cobras too cobras wide. Are small. No, cobras are both small. Yeah. All right. Okay. Small. You can bring your cobra mark four, and people will gladly shoot at it for you. <laughs> um, yeah. So you can't bring an asp explorer. You can't bring an asp scout because they're both medium. You can bring a, a yellow taxi. Winders. You can have a hauler. I don't know why you bring a hauler. You could bring um, adder. an adder as well. Yeah, adder. Adders are quite good that way. I like adders. Well armed. Yeah. I think it's two mediums and a small, or a medium and two smalls. Yeah, I see. I, I was indulging in some nostalgia earlier, and I I wonder where's my gecko? Mm, yes. Mm. More a star. I'm talking of small, gr- small, small green things. Um, yeah. Um, one from uh, one from F- Flossy here. What's coming up later in the show? What what week is it? It's a group. What's special? It's a green room week. It's a green room week. And for the benefits of those that haven't done green room week before and do want to pop in and say hello, how do they pop in and say hello at the end of the show? Oh, they go to the uh, Tim's TS dot for the mug dot com and look for the green room and go into the green room and uh, at some point in later in the show we'll come in and talk to them right and amelia if yes. they've got nothing to say what phrase do they say to indicate they've got nothing to say do i, do I shout it no you say it quietly hang on just you do it quietly well, off mic they, they say for the mug for the mug okay well, well, said it. Um, really excitedly Yes, really, and, and and then we move, we move along. Um, but obviously, push to talk is always good because open mic and us trying to talk over the hurricane of somebody's fan keeping them warm <laughs> or cold or whatever they're doing is is never great. Um, but yes, pop into the end of the show if you want to. And uh, Flossie, an important one here. That's not a website address. ts.forthemug.com, is it? No, that's the server address. So you have to have the Teamspeak piece of software. Yep. Um, and that's the server you put in. I know there isn't a password. No, no password. Yep. 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 Right. Um, then next in the list. Uh, ah, yes. And the courier is a small ship. You can bring a yeah, courier. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can bring a courier and they go past yeah. everybody and then back again. I just hope you don't clip one of the wings on something because then you'll go whoop, 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 and sound I, effects. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, and then you'll hurl. I've gone for an unconventional build this time. A dolphin way. is a small ship too. Yeah. It's a mammal, it you is. fool. Ooh. It's an aquatic mammal, you idiot. A dolphin was a medium. It's a small aquatic mammal. <laughs> yeah. You said that on port. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, we did that last it week. It depends yeah. on whether you're standing next to one or not. There are 14 small ships. And they're quite... They're, they're, you could do um, dolphins because they're almost the same shape as a banana. Yeah. Um, and if you hold one up for scale, then um, <laughs> you're stronger than I am. It's radiation. So, yes, the, the, so the, the full banana. list... <laughs> the full list is the Adder, the Cobra 3, the Cobra 4, the Diamondback Scout and Explorer, the Dolphin, the Eagle Mark 2, the Hall of the Imperial Courier, the Imperial Eagle, the Classic... 
Never to be beaten, Sidewinder Mark 1, the Viper yep. Mark 3, the Viper Mark 4, for those of you that have one, and, of course, as mentioned earlier, the Viper. I mean, the Vulture. <laughs> um, right, uh, now there's another report here. Um, now that he's sort of picked himself up off the oh, floor and yeah. not panicking over the Horseman of the Apocalypse, uh, we've got a message from Hanky, or an important update yep. from Hanky, about yep. the bus. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he's re off. Go on then, he Helen, did you ask do that. Me last, I put he up did a... ask me last night. Yeah, <laughs> I said, You better send it into hot. Uh, he sent it to, to everybody. He sent it to everyone. And I put did a lovely, he? Oh, right. I put a lovely I'd special I'd picture prob- up as well. I said, I'd probably forget if he didn't actually ask officially. <laughs> so, anyway, it's uh, he wanted us to remind uh, to, about the, um, the Hutton bus. To Colonia, the official fleet carrier bubble to Colonia buses. Forsake Hanky and Empress Fury both running at the same time and in opposite directions. Kinky. Kinky. <laughs> the fleet carrier Forsake Hanky is at Wolf 124 and is taking on passengers to Eel Porco Centauri in Colonia, 7 a.m. UTC Wednesday, 2nd of March 2022. It will be returning 7am UTC on 9th of March 2022. The fleet carrier Empress Fury is at EO Porco Centauri and is taking on passengers to Wolf 124 in the bubble 7am UTC Wednesday, 2nd of March. It will be returning 7am UTC on 9th of March. Estimated arrival time will be approximately 12am midnight UTC. All aboard! Facilities, shipyard, outfitting, lounge, bar, canteen, gift shop, gym, canteen, restaurant, takeaway and delivery service. Any donations of low temperature diamonds, tritium and void opals greatly appreciated. Please donate an arrival please. I have a full loaded carriers at the minute. And that's the message from King Hanky. So basically, yeah, if you want to go there or back again, go to Eel Prockle Centauri or Wolf 124 and hop a lift. I just yep. love that children's book page that's mm. currently up on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did it ages ago when Hanky first started doing the bus run. It was oh, a couple of years ago, and I didn't want to waste it because it, it, it took hours. A bit like our banter section sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, it goes on for um, hours. With, yes. Just don't lick the crayons. Yes. Mm. I'd just like to say a huge thank you to Commander Deadmeat GF as well, who wrote the news article. I got to read tonight with, with all the swearing and, and things like that, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> well, yes, and it was it was actually a genuine apology because we did get a message from that player group saying, yeah, I mean, the, the other view of that incident, you know, from the outside, not the inside, of, uh, yes, saw this chukulfuk, Yes. And um, they went down to attack a base. Now, we understand that this faction has a lot of planetary bases, and I think there might be an anarchy faction, which means that people keep going there to try and, you know, rob them blind because they don't get wanted. And they've said, this is is dead naughty, and um, they did have to have a chuckle about the incident that ended up with the Chukulfuk being sent to the infirmary. Uh, But what they've said is that they've actually set up a nearby system as a viable non-con controversial location mm-hmm. for for all of these um combat activities and i'm just i'm just scrolling through just trying to find the uh the message from them give me one second to give the system name but what they've said is dun, 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 lots tell, of, tell them it's lhs 340 and see what happens go on 
he doesn't come on the show very more, uh, very much anymore. But he still likes to write. He, still, he likes to keep his hand in. Uh, yeah, yeah, that has you know. been said. Yeah. I understand, I understand that, the heat's good but it, for his but, joints. But it's difficult for him to, <laughs> difficult for him to hold the pen. Uh, the oh, heat's good it, for his joints, but it makes I, it I difficult it. for him to stand up yeah. and walk. <laughs> okay, I, I've, I've I found it, um, the, the short, short version, well, the medium-sized, uh, large, short version, uh, from uh, DSPR Raoul Betinbois, is 07 Commanders, passing on uh, a funny story, uh, slacking at RHQ, came across an Apex taxi containing the Chukulfuk. I check his Inara profile, I realise he's selected a mission to disable one of our installations. I follow him, can't find him on the ground, instancing maybe, come back to the station and wait for the future victim. Uh, and then the logs say he got killed on the ground, which of course we heard during the report. Yeah. Um, I don't get my kill, I don't get revenge, I've been waiting 45 minutes for my fish to come back and uh, he decides to go to bed for the night. It was kind of fun chasing him, even if it failed, um, I bet he wouldn't know he was lucky to... Um, by the farm on the ground as he would have bought the farm getting back to the station um anyway this we, we said oops terribly sorry and uh, they said no 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 we're used to it because of our, our system um but they have set up a silly wuarisu s-i-l-i-w-u-a-r-i-s-u silly wuarisu as an anarchy they can't spell it yeah, silly warasu, silly ass. So the, we're, the silly ass system silly as a, yeah as an anarchy nearby there for their friends and neighbours, and have invited us to to come and do our harvesting at that location um, because it keeps the entire system as an anarchy and therefore full of um, settlements that people can rob blind with their art cutter and a big backpack. So we have got an invitation to go and play in that system next door if anybody is hunting for one. Um, other than that, yes, they're looking forward to the apology and to Dead Meat GF being sent to clean cubicle three without the aid of his toothbrush. Yes. Yep. Yeah, so there we go. That. That's not really punishment. Hmm. Yes, the flavour. Yeah. Nutty. Sort of <laughs> nutty. Yes, sort of yeah. nutty. It's a um, nutty. <laughs> so on that note, is there any more from anybody else before I hand over to Juan for the next bit? I think we're done. Take that. Take that. Good, good. Okay, it's uh, it's time to move on. Um, in the time-honoured way, where we've managed to string out one joke since June thirty-three oh seven. Quite frankly, we just stopped doing this ages ago. If Flossie didn't like it so much, um, <laughs> you, you can tell how much she pretends to hate it and be fed up with it. But we know better, don't we? So. Give me an A. A. Give me another A. Another A. Give me an R. R. Oh. Oh, sorry, Flossie. Oh. Look, 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 for my sake, could you please put that pan down, pick that script up, and bring us the CG news? Artvark. 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 It's Flossie. It's Flossie It's Flossie It's Flossie And the community goes Hello, Flossie here with this week's CG News Last week's CG's Take Up Arms Against Darkwater Inc 
completed at 7.54 UTC Monday morning with uh, 250,527,858,721 credits earned. 30% temporary discount on Imperial ships and the Imperial Hammer module is a reward. The temporary discount will last until the 11th of March. Uh, Colonia Bridge Phase 4 uh, week 2 Alcor successfully passed tier 2 which means 5 star ports out from Alcor will have uh, Pioneer and uh, Crew Lounge Search and Rescue Service The Brewer Corporation is pleased to offer warm white cockpit lights as an additional, additional token of gratitude Colonia failed due to not even reaching Tier 1, so that the first starport out from Colonia will not have Pioneer Supplies or Crew Lounge and Search and Rescue Service, and the participants will not get the cockpit lights. And I'm one of those as well. Colonia Bridge Project Phase 4, Week 3. Further deliveries to Alcor and Colonia are required to add new facilities to the Colonia Bridge starports. The Colonia Bridge project is currently halfway through its final phase, which takes place over a four-week period. In the previous week, pilots supplied large quantities of performance enhancers, personal weapons and survival equipment. A press release from Brewer Corporation outlined the next stage. Thanks to the hard work of the many independent pilots, we have established a Pioneer Supplies Outlet, a crew lounge and a search and rescue contact at five starports along the travel corridor between the core systems and the Colonia region. For week three, our aim is to continue constructing the stations by installing a material trader, concourse bar and mission contact services. These will rely on shipments of liquor, computer components and water purifiers. For pilots who deliver these to McDonald's settlement in the Alcor system or Jack station in the Colonia system, Brewer Corporation will be pleased to offer payment in credits along with a white engine drive colour and a white carrier drive colour to the top 75% of contributors. Once this week's initiative concludes, week 4 will aim to complete the Colonia Bridge starports with a full range of services. Each tier reached will enable Brewer Corporation to establish a further service to five starports branching out from Alcor on the first starport from Colonia as follows. Tier 1 will be a bartender, Tier 2 material trader and Tier 3 mission contracts. Part 3 of the four-week campaign begins on 24th of February and will run for one week. To earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering liquor, computer components and water purifiers to McDonald's settlement in the Alcor system or Jack Station in the Colonia system. And that's it for this week's CG News. Thank you, Flossie. Well, I mean, so not even the generous offer of a few dim lights in your cockpit could entice people to take part in last week's CG. Well, it took part, just there wasn't, wasn't much to get. And the 
<laughs> the saucers are just drying up too quickly. Yeah. What is the galaxy coming to? Yeah. Uh, well, anyway. I got to top 25% of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> top 25% of nothing is still something. No, it's, it's nothing. So it's not enough for cockpit lights, but it's still something. No. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> anyway, um, I see from the blood, sweat and tears and... Um, there's something indescribable that's uh, dripped on my script, then it must be time for Beetlespoon and Wotherjude with the Galnet News Digest. Galnet News Digest, 24th of February 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, the Thargoids are in retreat. The Emperor proclaims victory over the NMLA and the Colonial Bridge Initiative is looking for six new bartenders. Two weeks ago, the HIP-12314, Nauni and Dan Systems three systems on the edge of the human-occupied bubble, were attacked by Thargoids. Two weeks later, all trace of the Thargoids has been removed from the three systems. Beaufort Vision has been fully repaired and is fully operational, and Gunport in Dan is 70% repaired and will be fully reopened next week. The cause of this very small Thargoid invasion is unclear. Some view it as retaliation for Salvation's use of his superweapon on Thargoids in three systems in the Pleiades at the end of December last year. It does not seem likely that the Thargoids are planning a sustained invasion at present, though they continue to contest several systems in the Witchhead Nebula and the Colsac sector. The mercenaries that facilitated the Lords of Restoration plot to remove the Emperor from power have been eliminated from Summerland. The megaship Onyx Storm is in Imperial hands, and Colonel Ronan Brock has been confirmed killed in action. The Emperor has established direct rule over the system in the guise of the Praetorian Vigil, which now also controls the liberated Darkwater assets. The Emperor thanked those that took part and hailed the victory as the conclusion of the war against the Lords of Reclamation and the NMLA. Act has clarified that there may still be some pockets of Republican extremism, and there's no indication as to the fate of the conspirators, who are being held prisoner. Those who assisted can claim their rewards from Henry O'Hare's hangar, which is sometimes spelled with an E as in coat hanger, and sometimes with an A as in shed for spaceships. These rewards include appointments to master in the Imperial Auxiliary Navy, a permanent Summerland permit, the Imperial Hammer, and decals. The starport will have a permanent 10% discount on Imperial ships, and there will be a short sale of all Imperial ships at 30% off. The temporary Summerland permits given to those who are willing to participate will expire on the 10th of March. The five Colonia Bridge starports being supplied from Alcor in the bubble will soon have Pioneer Supplies, Crew Lounge and Search and Rescue Services. 
The one starport supplied from Colonia was not expected to have these services after supply shortages in Colonia meant that none of the tiers were met. Brewer Corporation has confirmed that all participants in the Colonia Bridge Supply Project will get a string of warm white cockpit lights as a reward. It's not clear if this includes participants in the unsuccessful Colonia effort. In the third out of four weeks of the outfitting programme, Brewer hopes to add a material trader, a concourse bar with an appropriately shady bartender and mission contract services. The required materials are computer components, liquor and water purifiers. And the possible rewards include a white engine drive colour and a white fleet carrier drive colour. Next week we'll see the conclusion of the programme, with all remaining services to be added. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Commanders, thank you, Commanders Beetlespoon and Mother Jude, for the ever fragrant products of your digestion. Um, oh, talking of which, it's over to the Hut and Helper results with Mia Harkness. that one. Anyway, welcome to the Hutton Helper Results. The Hutton Helper Results are sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a partially, a partially filled-in natural disasters bingo card. This week we have the following events. The breaking off your frozen pea cold snap shield. The what's that rumbling noise cup. The sometimes lightning does strike the same place twice deja vu trophy. The just be glad it's not a Poonami trophy, the The Floor is Lava special, and the Canoe Down the High Street taxi extravaganza. So, life jackets at the ready, double points for hiding under your desk, and whatever you do, don't stick your brolly up, or you'll have to go to the hospital and have it removed. This week's Hutton Helper results are... Zebedian covered the most distance this week with just under 40,000 light years travelled. Light 027 sold 160,000 tonnes of commodities to come first in cargo sold. Top mission runner is Monty P, who managed to record a score of 1,008 mission points. Alex Juno won bounties with 1,111,111,000 credits added in. TWFIR Twofer, handed in 1,345,000,000 credits of combat bonds to top the table. And Evil Flash delivered 3,230 passengers safely to their destinations. So, decals for Robert Clark and Monty P. That's Monty P, not Montgomery Python, different commander. Uh, please email itookpartathuttonorbital.com and arrange to collect your Hutton decal kit, which this week consists of an armor-plated template, a bright yellow black box, and an energy bar to keep you going. Oh, oh, we got one, we got one. Retired Navy IT1 completed a hut and run this week in one hour, 23 minutes and 58 seconds. So, 
Harry, you can stop eating those tins of pedigree chum now, which is a relief because the smell was getting so bad I was going to open the window. Uh, Flossie's got a prescription woodbounds. Chicks' moustache extensions have arrived. And Wilma finally received that studied paddle she was after. I mean, it's very fancy and everything, but you'll struggle to get a canoe moving with that. Rudolph has a pack of new pack of bandages, so we can take the bubble wrap off him now. There we go. Oh, he's got red on him already. Right, okay. Um, and finally, I got my stepladder, so now I can see out of the windows, reach door handles and all sorts of things. Are you looking for a good hiding place to wait until it's all over? Do you want to run away, but you can't be asked going to Beagle Point? Well, why not come out to Hutton? No one ever, ever comes out to Hutton. And, and we have a McTharguides. You can even build up some kudos on the way. I bet you're wondering how. Well, I'll tell you how. Just go to Hutton, just go to hot.forthemug.com and download the all-new Hutton Helper before picking up some essentials from the all-night drive through Aldin and setting course for Hutton. Let's face it, anything has to be better than getting inland away from the tsunami only to hear rumbling from inside the mountain you've started climbing. Well, that's it for this week. Back to Studio 5. Mia, finger on the pulse as ever. Just waiting for the last signs of life to extinguish, I suppose. Now it's over to someone who laughs in the face of danger, strides into the metaphorical lion's den, consumes, wears, cuddles, or takes home to meet mother anything that's put in front of her. A woman who's no stranger to peril and all pharmaceutical assistance. It's Amelia Hawke with this week's Galnet Rares Digest. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. We try all the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous commodities. So you don't have to. Ever since humanity looked up at the skies and saw birds flying high overhead, atmospheric flight has held a fascination for many. The ability to head up amongst the clouds or to jump off a cliff edge without all the screaming, plummeting and inevitable gravity-inducing thump. As the old saying goes, what's the difference between falling from 10 feet and falling from 100 feet? One goes thump, ah, and the other just goes, ah, thump. Within the boundaries of Earth's gravity and with the aid of pioneers like the Montgolfiers and rights of the of this world, we've been able to bounce, hover for a few seconds, and eventually take off and glide. As technological improvements increased the power we could use, gave us lighter and stronger materials, and science brought us the study of hundreds of millions of years of evolution of bird wings, we've been able to fly higher, further, and faster than ever before. From gliders to propeller-driven aircraft, through to the, the jet engine and beyond, even strapping someone into the equivalent of a giant firework, lighting the blue touch paper and standing well back as they perform a parabola of hundreds, 
of miles across. Nutters with wingsuits throw themselves off high cliffs and hurtle across the landscape. Pilots and gliders take advantage of thermals to stay aloft for hours on end. The thing that has eluded all but a very few has been the ability to actually spread our wings and take to the air without being encased in a machine or thrust through the air by a biochemical rocket. Fast forward a thousand years from the 20th century and with space exploration came the discovery of low gravity worlds, of places where you could genuinely, under your own power, take to the skies. Human powered flight became exciting once again, but there was still this urge to be able to spread your wings wide and fly like birds. No pedaling, no vigorous flapping, just elegant, quiet, and exciting natural flight. It's this dream that has led me to the system of our rare review this week. Uzumoku, a high-tech system and one with a singular mission, to give humanity its wings. Scientists and engineers in the system have spent hundreds of years perfecting their techniques, studying birds and airborne creatures from throughout the galaxy experimenting with materials and building human-computer interfaces that can give humans control in all three dimensions. Needless to say, on a standard Earth-like world, their products can help, but it's on low-G worlds that they really come into their own. Uzumoku low-G wings, highly engineered and shoulder-worn, are part art, part science, and all wonder. Buy yourself a set of them for the cost of a good-sized house or a small ship. Find a suitable low-G Earth-like world and just, with the right weather of course, gentle winds, fluffy white clouds and plenty of thermals to get enough lift, and simply think of spreading your wings. The low-G wings unfurl from your back elegantly, a wide wingspan that's tailored to your height and weight. You can choose which variety you prefer, the Uzumoku Raptor, designed for aerobic, uh, you know, aerobatics and speed, the albatross for soaring at altitude over scenery below, or my particular favorite, the admiral, named for the now extinct butterfly from Earth. A foursome of wings of stunning beauty, uh, sitting a full 12 feet across and no heavier than your packed lunch. Thanks to the deep pockets of the Galnet's rares digest, I've managed to get myself a set of wings. And, as I'm a fan of all things fantasy, I've gone for the Draco wing set. I found a nice low gravity world and, standing on the, this cliffside, I, I simply put the included circlet around my forehead and just think of unfurling my wings. And, and there they are. Wide, bat-like wings in deep purple. I can already feel the wind blowing past me, beginning to create lift, and, um, Aided by the circlet on my head, I instinctively know how to angle them just right to lift me off the ground, beating gently against the low gravity and lifting me into the air. It's quite the most exhilarating experience I've ever felt. The ground drops 10, 100, and then a thousand feet below, as with each sweep of these wings, I, I glide higher. The view is stunning, and pausing for a second to glide, it's serene and peaceful as I look down on the tiny little people in the trees below. The the effort required is minimal. Oh, the wind. It, it's picking up a little and I've, I've 
picked up a little speed, swooping over the landscape just over the top of the trees. Uh, as I pass over them and on into the field of grass, I can glance down now and see my own shadow below me. Oh, did, hang on. There are two shadows. And that one behind me looks a lot larger than I am. Glancing over one shoulder, I can just make out a shape behind me. Beady eyes, razor sharp teeth and claws. Oh, goodness, it has talons. The guidebook said nothing about dangerous looking flying reptiles. This thing is it's straight out of Jurassic Park and it looks hungry. The book said a perfect climate for flying and an abundance of avian life. It didn't say anything about the apex predator of the planet being airborne. Uh, excuse me one second while I, while I concentrate. There's a, there's a clear area, area up ahead with a small cave. That, that thing behind me is far too big to chase me into there. Now, oh God, how do I land this thing? <sighs> it's okay. I'm safe. It's landed outside and it's attempting to reach me, but I'm, I'm far enough into this cave now to be well away from those claws. Whew. I'm sure a rescue team will be along soon. I've activated the, I've activated the emergency beacon on my wing pack. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. I've spread my wings and taken flight so you don't have to only to discover that in places that it's possible to do so. So does everything else on the planet, and to them, I look like a meal. You know, I was sure when I saw where you were going this week, we were going to be hearing tales of plummeting and screaming and parachutes <laughs> or flying too high and your wings things melting. Going wrong. You know, all, all the things I thought were going to go wrong. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're up there and all you've got is a couple of gossamer wings out the back. I, I did not expect giant flying predators to be to be the, the wings work great. Oh, yeah. The wings work great. <laughs> and they're still in one piece, but I mean, you wouldn't have been if that thing had caught you. Oh no! I wouldn't have. I would have been in several people. The size of the talons on this thing is well, massive. I suppose it makes sense, you know, in low G worlds where it's really easy to take flight. You know, evolution might evolve. You know, the the bigger top critters, predators, you know, bigger critters that can fly and devour you at one gulp. You know. But, um, yeah, it should come with a warning, you know, please don't fly. No fly zones on those planets, yep. because... Ne yep. Next time I use those wings, I will definitely be checking out the flora and fauna of the planet in much more detail. I mean, the other one, the landing, the potential for broken ankles if you come in too fast. I mean, all of these dangers you manage to avoid. It's just, well, the, yeah. Because of the, the low G, last chance of breaking something when landing, which is a, a bonus... <laughs> well, the speed you were coming in, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't think the, um, the the G's would have would have mattered at the speed you were coming in there. Uh, I mean, you'd have left a furrow with your face as you landed. Oh, you, the speed of these things—it's—it's it's mind blowingly. I mean, they beautiful. weigh absolutely nothing, like a packet of sandwiches. I mean, I don't know what they're making these things out of, but um, and, you know, they're, they, they're no effort. They, res they respond like you're like, like they're part of your body. 
Yeah, I mean that that circlet, that um, that interface design is, is a jolly clever piece of technology. It's genius. Yeah, I mean the, the the feedback loops on giving you the giving you the sensation. I mean, it must be spectacular to swoop through the clouds like that. I mean, they're not like those wingsuit guys who just lob themselves off. You know, you've seen them with the, their arms and legs outspread and they're plummeting down this cliff face. <laughs> sort of dodging I have always rocks. wanted to do that. <laughs> I, yeah, but yeah, I mean they're dodging rocks and yeah, I mean, they look like they're inches away from death at every single point. It must take so much skill to do that. I imagine the first time you just lob yourself off one of those rocks and think, I wonder how... <laughs> it's like, how do you learn how to do that? Well, you learn very quickly, or you don't. <laughs> yes, exactly. There, there are... There are... It was, there are old and bold there's a, there's a saying somewhere, but yes, there are never old, bold um, wingsuit flyers. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it must be spectacular. And talking of spectacular, our green room's next door. Has anybody looked through the window yet? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, no. Do, oh, I had an important <laughs> quiz, question actually for Litho. So if I, you know, if it happens to work out that I can talk to Litho, I have a very important question. His name was taken in vain all over the forums uh, I, earlier I this think, week. I think you can ask him questions without it being your turn. That, well, that's allowed, surely. Um, I think we're <laughs> all grown up enough. Well, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> you speak for yourself. Well, it was about <laughs> yeah. semantic differences and about about being boring. But anyway, um, oh right, okay, <clears throat> right. So we have to unlock the door, open the door, get next door. Right, so we we're going to run upstairs. Hang on, we're just going to have a look. Yeah, well, they're all there apart from Aiden, who's hiding in the spare green room. No, that's the cupboard, Aiden. That's the that's the closet. <laughs> Come on, somebody let him out of the cupboard, will you? Right. Okay. Um, well, how do you want to do this? We'll all run, and then you'll follow us, will you? Or uh, are you going first, sir? Right. I'll, I'll go and fumigate the place, and uh, I'll see you in a second. Yeah. If you're uh, if you're wandering the corridors of Hutton and you don't want to get dragged into the the green room, no. Has he found us yet? He's back. Who's here? He's here. Right, do we need to drag anybody through, or have you all made it? Uh, did he, did, oh yeah, managed to get out of the filing cabinet. Ah, oh, well, Aidan's out of the filing cabinet, excellent. Right, well, good evening, those of you who are lurking in the green room, and um, we hope you didn't eat all the snacks. Um, Flossie's pocket munch won't go round this many people. I've seen, I've seen who's nope. handled the snacks, let's hope you didn't eat any of the snacks. Mm. Yeah, well, they have been out for four weeks, because we didn't pack them away after last time, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So Lossy does it all the time. So uh, let, let's take let's take this in the order that we we did the news article. So I'll go first, and then Amelia, and then the Harry Ballsack, and then the apology officer, and then Juan and Norma. And hopefully you won't ap- end up talking to yourself. You might be though. So uh, first things first, Commander Volcarius. Good evening, Hutton. Good evening, and how the blazes are you? Oh, quite well, very fine. <clears throat> Thank you very much. And uh, what have you been up to for the last four weeks since the uh, since the last green room? Oh, I don't quite remember that far back, usually. This week, at least, I've been destroying the Dark Water Inc. faction in the Summerland system. Which was, that was one of the best turnouts I've ever seen. Because I, um, I, I, think I, know, like, I like to think I know it's good when system chat reaches that critical mass of special, if you know what I mean. Well, you mean it's moving so fast you can't actually read any of the messages? 
and the quality of messages, uh, <clears throat> depending on your view of them, either increases or decreases. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, sounds but so, so it sounds sounds busy and everyone was having fun. Yeah, because it um, it wasn't that long ago when CGs, at least as I saw it, would draw around half for combat and around half again for Imperial. So that thought that was great to see. Yeah. Actually, we um, we weren't sure whether Darkwater would face any major consequences at all. But you see, <clears throat> you see, without any royal command, Imperial law does not hold citizens responsible just for providing services to members of the Senate who are above the law. So in theory, we would have needed an investigation to discover who within Darkwater knew they were aiding an attack on the royal family, which may then result in probably a few directors executed for treason. Uh, but of course, yeah, I mean, it, it does all—it does all sound like the, the the plot of some sort of convoluted uh, BBC drama serial. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, in practice, with a uh, the royal mandate to destroy Dark Water made that point purely academic. So we just went straight for firing up the frags. That was a good time. Well, well, but it, it will all come out in the wash, and then somebody will be blamed for everything, and then they'll deny everything, and they'll the, all the usual shenanigans, and then then Commander Wotherjude and Beetlespoon will <laughs> um, digest it. And uh, so, so what are your plans for the forthcoming uh, few days or and few weeks? Then, any exciting plans on the horizon? Well, <clears throat> the I kind of I have that idea for that run to Colonia, but I'm I, I, I need to I need to postpone it. Um, the uh, I think I'll call it no turning back. Um, but I need to postpone it until the, the Colonia Bridge project is finished. Because I'm, um, I'm holding out until I, all the all the starports and the megaships, if uh, have all the services they're going to get. Not that I don't expect megaships to get many. Um, but then, so the, you're going to go for the full Alan Wicker en route and um, you know Valcarius's world and uh, give us a review of each one as you pass. It's more you you take all your you put all your credits on your fleet carrier. Um, then you you start close enough to the um, the pilots federation district, and then you, you get you jump only towards Colonia. Like all jumps have to reduce your distance to Colonia. Um, so and all you've got to do uh, all, all you've got to spend is what you can scan, and you have to um, ideally before you leave the bubble be flying something like a dolphin or an asp explorer. And have a good flame shift drive. Right, understood. And, Sounds and, like a and a good fuel and an A-rated power plant would also help as well. Yeah, and plenty of snacks and a, a, a cactus called Phil. <laughs> right, yeah, can't forget Phil. Yeah, oh, we 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 get the idea. Proper proper truckerish endeavours going on. But uh, no, so you're so postponing that one. So how long before you reckon uh, you're going to be in a position to start this? Are we talking well, I, guesswork at so uh, soon? I, I, I guess one would. I, I, I don't know if Commander Flossie knows how long, how, like how many weeks of the bridge project will be occurring. Uh, Flossie's counting on her fingers at the moment, <laughs> right. or anyone for that matter. But, um, well, I mean, because looking looking down the Colonia Bridge itself, I'm just sort of glancing at the uh, the, the waypoints here. Um, where are all the waypoints, and how many of them have stations completed already? Well, there are six uh, new ones. I, I saved a screenshot from... The, the six uh, actual starports, and the rest are the megaships. Yeah, because there's... Um, I don't think uh, the existing station in, like, Rohini is going to get 
anything good. Oh, so that's mm. no. Yeah. So that's, yes, because we've got yeah, uh, that's an old station, isn't it? So. <laughs> yeah. I took a screenshot of um, Commander. Uh, what was it? What, what the Jude and Beetle Spoons um, broadcast from last time when they ha they had the list of state uh, systems. Um, so the idea will be to do some like a like a uh, road to Richard strategy between those. And get your name on anything that other people haven't discovered yet. As well, just just glancing through, yeah, because the stations are we got Zerais and Hellgrind, uh, Vladimir McDougall's Triumph Cannon Complex, uh, Venator's Hub, and Premium Relay are the stations, and the rest are all the you know, the CB one to uh, CB fifty six um, mega ships. Yeah, that would only be useful for, for... I suppose with those present, you, one might be able to forgo the field scoop for a while. Yeah, well, I could do. Uh, so I'm just glancing through the list. But, um, yeah, there's one marked The Endless Flight there, which I, I hope it doesn't turn into one of those. CB7, The Endless Flight. I suppose you get to seven at that point, you start thinking, was I mad to take this on? <laughs> but... Yeah, um, the, uh of course, it, it, I'd also like to think it's a good thing, or could become a good thing for totally new commanders to be able to do. But the only reservation on for that would be a, a means of unlocking engineers in Colonia without doing them in the bubble. Uh, I don't know whether they reference each other. It's not something I've looked at. I they, know they, there are some do. engineers out there that do more engineering than the bubble engineers because there's been a big effort to uh, unlock stuff. So I know there's some they of them do, that have received yeah. higher grades because they've been working hard at them. Um, all, all the colonial engineers all engineer more than, than what's in the bubble, but unfortunately they also all need bubble engineers to get the introduction. Ah, oh, dear. Well, there is always, for those that need to hop forwards and backwards, the, the, the hot bus, but that defeats the object of your mission. <laughs> well, um, you know, good luck with that, and we'll keep an eye on it. Let us know when you're heading out, um, and obviously do feel free to diarise it for us so that we can <laughs> add it oh, yeah. to Flossie's extensive section during the news, um, news bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll we we promise yeah. that we will put silly voices on when reading your bit, unless you read it yourself. There's yeah. an incentive for you. <laughs> Can I, can I have Chicks with, with the peg on his nose again? <laughs> Maybe, if his nose is still no, attached. He's enjoying it far too much. I've uh, no, yes. no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Take that well, peg off. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Volcarius. Do you I, have anything else to add? I've got one oh, thing. Uh, I've got just one thing. Thank you for your help last weekend, Volcarius. Okay? Oh, that's, that's absolutely fine. That's my pleasure. Good. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I hope that owning Hutton mugs doesn't mean we have to truck stuff. We're basically allergic. No, 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 no. It, it comes with no obligations. Your obligations yeah. are complete by the time you get your Hutton mug. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking that I've no idea from like those results earlier. How Commander Light 027 does it? Was that 160,000? I think the, um, the most cargo I ever hauled was probably 200 landmines for Liz Ryder. Yeah, well, that's not very friendly of you. Yeah, but, but you with Alex, you, you're not really used to seeing a ship in one piece for more than a few seconds, are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do remember um, Commander Short Engineer 78 on Hotbox did something like 320,000 tons in a week, that's but he was shattered by the end of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's soul-destroyingly. I don't know how much yes. we did during the hut and runs, but at least we had sort of an hour and a half between each drop um, to, to rest. Yeah, I think my, 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 uh, the Type 7 I made for that was probably still stuck in Euribia. So. Well, uh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, and thank you, you all very much for the show.
No, no, it's it's our absolute pleasure every single week, and uh, to inflict this upon you all. <laughs> you um, I'll, I'll say, hail the Empress and for the mug. For the mug. Uh, right, um, Amelia, it's your turn to quiz Commander Aiden. Hello, Commander Aiden. I hope that cupboard wasn't too... I hope you weren't there, in there too long. Oh, no, it was fine. Uh, I've, I've, I've been in places that were far uh, less roomy. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. Uh, I'm just, you know, taking a break from shooting things at the moment. Taking a break from shooting things? What are you yes. getting up to? Well, after all, as, as I mentioned in last month's Green Room, thanks to those delightful people over at the EGPoos, I managed to get my elite in mercenary. Oh, well done. Thank you very much. Uh, about a week ago, I got my Elite One in, me nice. in Mercenary as a result of those same helpful individuals. Bless. Awesome. So, yeah, I'm taking a break from shooting things because it seems to be going reasonably well. But isn't that a reason to keep it going rather than stopping? Well, it's just, you know, I thought I'd, you know, give them some degree of... Hope. Or, <laughs> Some degree of <laughs> You mean to say you're killing breath. everyone and not giving anyone else a chance? Well, well, I mean, I'm not exactly, you know, I'm in the top five on the leaderboard, but... You know, let's, certain... let's, not, let's not be modest here. Boast, by all means. Well, I'm certainly nowhere near Two, uh, two Fears' record. Anywhere near that. But, you know, I just needed, you know, it's going, I've done this for a while, three months. What, you that's know, not long. Other thing, oh, oh, I've not shot at things in a, in, a, in a ship for a while or run, you know, run missions in an election for a while. Oh, I'll go and do that for a little bit. And is that what you've been up to? Sorry, sorry, I didn't make, uh, didn't get what you... Did you tell me what you've been doing instead of shooting things? Oh, uh, I've, well, instead of shooting things on the ground, I've been shooting things in space. So, either way, you're shooting things? Well, yeah, and then I occasionally I go off and do a mission in, in Trepin. <laughs> and sometimes that, inv that involves me shooting things. So, <laughs> so not yeah. much has changed, really. <laughs> well, the targets have. I guess, I guess if, if that's, you know, if that's, I guess that's only a difference to you, though. I mean, you're still shooting things. Yeah, true. But, well. Yeah. <laughs> At least you're enjoying yourself, right? Yeah. Um, and all, all those ranks must be nice. Do you get anything for, for any of the special ranks? Um, what, for the, the ones above Elite? Yeah, like, um, you know, well, I don't know. I've never, I've never went that high in combat. Elite two and elite three. <laughs> yeah, you get the option to go even higher, um, but I don't think you get any sort of. You might get, you know, a a dot beneath your elite symbol, but anything more than that, I don't think you get anything other than the oh, they've done a lot of shooting <laughs> when people see. So no um, system permits or, you know, physical things besides money not that i know of um yes you get some 
extra stuff for your Dominator suit when you hit Elite Mercenary, but so you you hit you get extra suit suit um, decals, I think, on the the higher ranks. Um, for the, for the you know the the on foot combat ones. Yeah, that's something. What kind of decals are they? Are they pretty? I think they're just a picture of your elite rank with a dot under it. <laughs> are, are they fabulous? <laughs> well, you, you are fabulous, darling. <laughs> exactly. Are they glittery? Spangly, multicolored, rainbow-like, unicorn-esque. Are they iridescent? Uh, no, I don't think so. Are they luminous? I know it's a great disappointment, but no, I think all the iridescent stuff comes from the... Uh, they save all for paint jobs, yeah. Those of us that go off to this hush hush ultra secret meeting that nobody knows about tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow at what time? Where? <laughs> in some super secret location somewhere in Cambridge that I'm. That is <laughs> e that you mean the one that was advertised on. The super secret one that was advertised on Facebook? Well. Even with my clearances, I'm not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> it's, 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 if it's on Facebook, it's, it's only secret from anyone younger than 30, you know. <laughs> the super, super secret one that was advertised by Dave earlier. Yeah, that one, that one. <laughs> yeah, going, to, going to the Revolution Bar in Cambridge and getting drunk, that's, that's the one. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Oh, you've told us now! <sighs> so much for... <laughs> Well, Cambridge is full of spies. Well, have spies. To go, yeah. You have to go <laughs> no, to the PSA. Cambridge is not full of spies. Mince spies and pork spies. And mm. uh, yeah, I wish we could make it, but i got to work. How about, how about eye spies? Mm. With my little eye. Well, it would be good to see you, uh, Commander Raiden, anyway, because, yes, yes. Uh, I'll be making the trip up tomorrow afternoon. But other than that, um, work is work. Um, yeah. About the only thing exciting at the moment is... Um, there is a big battle in the Five Rings game I'm in. Oh. Is that the Olympics? Yeah. No, Legend of the Five Rings, as in it's a samurai game. It's, a, it's an old Olympics. Mm, ish. But, yes, uh, I may end up going for the... Who can who can slice and dice fastest? Uh, and... and that, so you're, you're... What do you use as a weapon? Uh, in this this particular character runs around with a nodachi. Okay. Most so instead of shooting that. things, you're just slicing things. Yes, uh, it's either that or I... he's <laughs> either that or this particular character will be standing back and telling other people, no, 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 you need to go and slice them lot, them lot over there, or stop that lot over there. Right. So. Yeah, I okay. I may have some stress to release. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, you know, it it's better than actually, you know, going out on a murderous rampage or something like that. That's that's <laughs> true. I guess yeah, that's very that. true. Yeah, that could get nasty real quick. Yeah, I know. I just <laughs> I just think of the paperwork. Never mind. Never mind anything else. Oh, the paperwork. Ooh. That must be a nightmare. Yeah, I I just don't want to think about it. It's just too I much like hard work. I don't think it's you that gets the paperwork for that. I think you're okay that way. I don't think you get paperwork for going on a rampage. Other people get paperwork. 
So all the interviews, you know, TV, paparazzi, got to deal with all that. Yeah, it's, well, it, it, it's all a bit too much like the end of Hot Fuzz. Awesome movie. Yes. Anyway. Um... Anyway, um, that's about <laughs> it, really. I've probably witted on for as long as I can. So um, for the mug. For the mug, Aiden. It's good to see you. Which good to see you as well, Amelia. Don't don't go anywhere because it's me to talk to you. How how the hell have you oh, been? Oh hello. Hello. I'm 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 okay. How are you? No, I'm talking to you. I asked the questions. Oh, look, I'm shining this light <laughs> in your face. <laughs> I'll ask the questions. Oh, where's me? Where's me slap sound? Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll to... interrogation one hundred and one. Answer the questions. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, okay, um, fine. not Next. much happening at the oh, moment. Sorry. Oh, you, oh, you think you got more? <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, but not, not much more. Just, just a wholehearted and loving, ever, ever so loving. Uh-oh. The mug. Oh, isn't that kind? Lovely. Oh. <laughs> Mia, move. <laughs> yeah, I get to talk to myself, don't I? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I'm, I think I'm going to flick it around the other way and I'm going to say hello to Chex and catch him in the hop because he's muted his mic. Come on, Chex, there you, you go. How are you well, doing? Well, tell you what, as you two are the next two to talk to each other, yeah, you might as well just cover it in one conversation. Yeah. Well, oh, you so do, we can what ask you each other questions. We're allowed yeah, to ask each one. other questions. Well, what have you been doing? I've been doing stuff. What have you been doing? Well, I asked first. Yeah, but... Yeah, all right then. Um, <laughs> I have spent the week preparing my ship for the weekend. I've been doing lots and lots of engineering. I had one session and I came out... Is this a small ship thing? This is a small ship thing. I've so been that took you, what, five minutes? No. No, I had to go to the engineers to put special effects. So, yeah, well, I did it in two um, sessions, really. I came, out, I came out of one session with 245 arcs for my efforts. I was like, well, that's the most I've ever done in one single session. So, yeah, I've got it all ready. I'm doing a, a kinda, an unconventional build, um, which I think will see me through to victory. Mm. Yeah. So You're clearly giving nothing away. No, I don't want to give too much away. That would be, mm. that would be madness. So, so what, what colour is your hauler? It's not a hauler. <laughs> it's not a hauler. I thought about taking a hauler, but it's not a hauler. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Moving on, I don't want to give too much away, so moving on, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I've started uh, playing the game again. I've uh, I've put Warzone down for a few days. And, uh, <laughs> I am nice, I play it every day, but I don't yeah, play it often, but, so. Yeah. so I picked up Elite again, I figured out where I was, um, the other side of the monkey head nebula, and I carried on doing a bit of exploring. That's a fair way out, it's not a long way out though, is it? It's not a long way out, but yeah, but yeah. this is exploring... Yeah, it takes, it takes me a week to. Well, go exactly. Anywhere. You don't have to go a long way to find new stuff. No, exactly. I've I've, I've found twenty one first discovered Earth lights on this particular trip. So, but I had a really so, dr I had a really dry patch, and I oh, I, I tried putting some cream on it. Yeah, um, but I got found one this morning. Oh. In fact, the first system I jumped into this morning, I found a. Have you added that to your collection of mold oh, spores oh. and fungus? Yes, 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 that's right. Yep. Nice. 
Um, it'd be <laughs> nice. I mean, I, I know I'm talking to the wrong person for this, but it would be nice to be able to drop down to an earth like and wander around at some point. You know, you know you're talking to the right person about this. I would love to be able to do that as well. Yeah, no, I, I don't animals. mean on, on some frigid rock. I mean on a nice, lush sort of. Yeah, yeah, um, I would love to do. And, I would love to do that as well. But you know, and sort of indigenous. Uh, yeah, see some animals. Life. Get picked up by a giant pterodactyl. Yeah, well, mm, yeah. Charles and Heston, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Find the state of your liberty half, half buried in a beach. I'm amazed nobody's interjected. I just implied that Charles and Heston was a pterodactyl, but there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I was just thinking about one million years BC and that for bikini. Yeah, I was... Yeah. No, that, yeah. that, that, he, sh- he should never have worn that. No, that was... wasn't a fur bikini. That was his chest hair. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was naked. What's wrong with you? <laughs> How long have you got? They didn't have. Yeah, they didn't have body waxing in those days. <laughs> anyway, you two. Right. Yeah. You, moving on. Follow up. You think if we talk long enough that dead meat GF will uh, get bored and? Yeah, that's not going to happen. He's, he's here for the generation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's on, he's on day release from, from duties. Yeah, I was thinking we might be able to uh, talk till David get bored days, but I think that's happened now, so I'm going to say for the mug. Well, I'm going to say for the mug, um, but uh, Aidan and David, we do need to have a look at Google and have a look at what's available tomorrow. There is a Wotherspoons around the corner if you like that kind of thing. A bother Jude, you mean? But we need, yes, a Wother Jude. <laughs> We need to uh, find somewhere to meet up before 6.30 tomorrow. We we do, yes. I, I do know that I am catching up with a couple of people already beforehand, but no no venue decided, including LCU, who I believe is staying in the same hotel as I am. Oh, very good. So, yes, well, we, will, we will swap notes. We will swap yes. notes yes, of off air. We won't give away our top-secret locations for fear of, we, we I don't know, the EGU finding us. Yep. Spies in Cambridge. Anyway, for the mug. And now it's uh, oh, it's me to no, talk no. to uh, Dead Meat GF. I think no, or is it Harry? It's Flossy. It's Flossy to talk it's to. Flossy, sorry. No, it's Flossy's oh. turn now. Oh yes, to talk to myself. Yeah. No, no, talk to, talk to Dead Meat. No. Dead Meat. I mean, you know, Dead you know, meat. you don't want to. But oh, sorry, I didn't see him coming. I haven't got his name down. <laughs> Hang on, I'll just have a look at. Uh, I've not. I've got the Teamspeak window on top. You see. Right. Okay. So I will talk to Dead Meat. Hello. Team- oh, how are you? I'm, I'm grateful, Flossy. I thought I'd drawn the drawn the short straw with Dave, David there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's it. I'm so. I'm taking my mic- my microphone off. <laughs> Unless, we don't want anything about you and your short straw. Specially augmented half this one. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been up to then? Um. Well, in game. Um, I haven't built anything at all. Um, I handed my ship over to Tuglefook, who decided to be naughty, so I might have to take it back. Oh, right, yes, of course, yes. That's, I, I, yeah. I have, came in specifically to be clear that Deadmeat GF has done nothing naughty at all. I think right. you, I not, think you might have mispronounced. I think you might have I mispronounced see. that command on them. I, I'm mm. speaking to Flossie and being polite. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> you don't have to be polite to me. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, the juggle fuck that can't be spelt that way in game um, <laughs> it, it does, does tend to be a little bit naughtier than the I see similar um, source. <laughs> but yes, that was that was a fun. Um, so so it was you who uh, caused the. the uh, 
Yeah, I had no, I, no idea it was a player fraction. Um, I, I didn't even check on this occasion. <laughs> I believe you. I was I was just getting power regulators to, to upgrade my suit, so... <laughs> oh, <laughs> they'll give me one, I'll do and do that then. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yes, obviously picked picked on the wrong location, but uh, peace has been mm. restored. We've, we've spoken to... Uh, the, the faction's commanders and uh, everyone's happy so oh that's good then as it happens yeah, I mean anybody who says it's an empty galaxy you know and there's nobody there you, you there's somebody watching at all points isn't there yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. I mean it, it's, it's a shame that we didn't get to actual, actually duel commander to commander because I would have lost certainly but it would have been a fun it's, mm. it's a very different dynamic when you're fighting players than fighting the AI <laughs> yeah <laughs> well. oh, you know all about that Flossie <laughs> Oh, I don't know about no. <laughs> I don't fight players. I don't fight anybody. Also, if you'd taken my apex down on the way back to the station, that would have been fine because that wouldn't have taken the power regulator out of my storage, so I'd have been okay both ways. Maybe. Yes. And in, uh, in, uh, in real life, I've been looking after my doggy. Oh yes. Oh, you got a pulley doggy. Well, he, he decided that he didn't need all his claws, so he left one in the woods. Oh dear! Um, but yes, being that being, sounds uh, painful. Well, no, no, he he barely noticed. No. <coughs> I oh, did because he filled the boot of my car <laughs> and most of my floors with blood. But oh. but because he hadn't noticed, he was still running around like it was his normal, excited. <laughs> oh, I've got back from a walk. I'll have some food now, and then I'll have a play. And then I'll, oh yeah. dear! So he wasn't bothered. <laughs> no, no. But greyhounds uh, apparently don't stop bleeding. No, um, oh, they, so they, they don't clot properly, so uh, that was that was the issue. So I spent till two in the morning at the vets. And oh then goodness! Obviously, the out of hours vet, vets bill, which we won't go into too much. <laughs> I can imagine it was bad enough for our hamster a few years yeah. ago. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're expensive creatures. Um, creatures. Mm. <laughs> yeah, not, not particular ones, just creatures. Man, we'd, we'd no. split pet again. We'd do it again. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and like I say, he's been fine. He's, he's just finished his yeah. tonight. Yeah. So, um, and it's all healed over and he's not wearing his... Not wearing his... Well, my sock. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Get your sock no, back. no cone of shame, I assume. <laughs> no, um, again, because because it wasn't giving him too much trouble, he's not really trying... He's, he started licking it now. It doesn't matter now. It was when it was... Healing, it was would have been a problem because he'd have licked the scab off and it would have bled again. Um, but he wasn't really interested in licking it then, so he got away without a cone of shame. He did uh -huh. pull his bandage off straight away. <laughs> swine. So, yeah. Um, but yes, it's uh, it, it's been a lot less stressful than it sounds having a dog with a claw missing. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, as long as it, as long as he didn't really mind at all. Wasn't in pain. No, certainly didn't. Like I say, didn't seem to be. He just ignored it. Just, yeah. just you know. <laughs> on on that note, does anyone know how to get blood out of carpets? <laughs> Fl Flossie, be your expert in that one as well. Yeah. Ding. Yeah. Um, nah. <laughs> it's, it's red wine, isn't it? Oh, or is it white wine? Mm. I, I don't know because every time I get any red or white wine, um, magically Harry Balzac appears at my house and drinks it. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's my only talent, for goodness sake. <laughs> well, it's nice nice to hear from you. Yeah. Guys, it was and good to pop in. I, uh, I got the chance, so... 
Yeah, right, nice to hear from you. Glad that it's, uh, you're doing okay. Yeah, and thank you for the beautifully crafted apology. <laughs> well, you have yeah. to blame the apology officer for that. That was one. that was on yeah. your own work. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking the blame for that. <laughs> it's, it's more fun when it's a story than when it's just a. Yeah. Oh, I did this. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I got to add in all the swear words and the word poaching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're the bits I enjoy. The little yes. the little changes that I that I'm not expecting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun to read. I was looking forward to that one tonight. So yes, apart from that, for the mug. For the mug, thank you. And uh, me to Flossie, I think. Uh, yeah. So Flossie, what you've been up to? How many other player ships have you blown up? Is it a billion? <laughs> one hundred and eleven million one hundred oh, yeah, credits right. to keep up with she who must not be named. <laughs> no, I've not blown any ships up. Uh, I've been doing a lot of missions in Colonia to help out Hanky. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the article that we put in there, the panic was real, <laughs> wasn't it, when that fleet carrier jumped I, in? Apparently, yes. Yeah. So it, we have a little sort of chat that we have, and uh, he'd written in there about it. But other than that, I didn't really know much about it until he said, oh, it's OK, we're friends. Thought, All right. <laughs> and... Uh, then, of course, I read what you'd said in the news article. Yep, uh, but it, it is... I mean, who names their ship something that, you know, <laughs> that vicious-sounding... Oh, no, I it's don't just mind. a tourist vessel <laughs> called Death, you know. It's, it sounds a bit, sounds a bit <laughs> like they're compensating to, to me. Ships. <laughs> 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 I'm useless at naming ships. But, uh, uh, there's a handy website for that by uh, Ian M. Norman, isn't there? I don't know, I just... Just all seems a bit weird to me. <laughs> I don't anyway, know cars so or anything like that. I just and it's we, the car. we we understand that your household is celebrating a birthday today. Yes, uh, Robbie, wrong way. It's a birthday today. Oh, I think Happy we should birthday, just, Robbie. I think Happy we should do it. Uh, don't you think we should all do it? Come on, with this many people in there, it should be even It'd more awesome. appalling. Are you, are you ready? I'm going to stand by with music. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> Birthday birthday to birthday to birthday to anybody was wondering what a panicked herd of cattle sounds like that was it Happy birthday, Robbie. Oh, God. Long way. Yes. So, <laughs> anything else you've been up to, Flossie? Doing CGs, bits and bobs? Uh, or, um... I, did, I did do the Colonia CG, but it was a complete waste of time because I got to top 25%, but we didn't reach tier one, so it failed. Oh. So, I didn't get any rewards. I didn't get any fairy lights from my cockpit. <laughs> and, uh, well, so... Anyway, I'm glad that I I was doing the missions as well. So I was doing CG during the day and the missions at night. And it's got plenty from that, but yeah, okay. I missed out. Missed out oh on my well. lights. Maybe next time. You can't <laughs> win them all. No. 
Unlike the people from other CGs where, oh, well, we're just going to give the stuff to everybody who took part because we can't count to 75. Uh, well, that's it. They did say, because they'd um, errored in the text and said everybody, and then we had to clarify and say, no, it's top 20, 75%, and of course there was uproar, so then they backed down and said, OK, we'll give everybody them. But of course, everybody except the Colonia CG <laughs> participants. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. I've, just used yeah. that, I've just used that ship name generator you... You suggested the Ian M. Norman one, and my ship has come up as Sword Backwards Collapse. <laughs> Sounds promising. It is. It is a good um, ship name generator. That one. In fact, we might have to um, <coughs> share that in chat as well. Because yeah, it's one something. that's been around since the very, very first days I, of. I remember. Eight. Yeah. That's the first I've seen it. The meal of response. Yep. And you just keep mashing the button and, and giggling yeah. at what comes out. But um, let's, let's share it in chat. There we go. <laughs> Bill avoidance. Uh, I've got Scrambled Would Be. The less royal channel. <laughs> right. <laughs> Scrambled Would Be, what else we got? The... The, um, the, the, oh, the, the, the average copy. Here we go. I've, uh, there's one for Hanky here. The average copy. Does it, does it keep them <laughs> at 21 letters? Like elite 21 letters? It does, absolutely, yes. Awesome. Uh, intermediate batch. Here we go. I've got the intermediate batch as my latest one. It's a great shipping generator, and it is. Um, the, some of them can be really good fun. So ha have a go with that. Yeah. I think I've just got one for dead meat. The full rectal resist. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one for him. Right. You know you can shove that. It's completely wrong. Yeah. The implicit grill. Humble and crash. Uh, we, we've had one of our, one of our viewers has just got split the week shot. Okay. <laughs> But um, well, other than that, Flossie, do you have anything else to add before we, we move along? Oh, other than that, no, I don't think so. Um. <laughs> <house> okay, Loki. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who's giggling now? It's checks. <laughs> what are you giggling about? <laughs> I'm, not, uh, I'm not muted, am I? Yeah. <laughs> the really, fa ah, the really factual butler. Are you ever? <laughs> oh, yeah, I uh, know. Uh, my latest one is the reasonable symbol. Here we go. Um, right, so I, I think it must be... I, I, well, it's Harry Ballsack, but he can't talk to himself, so I suppose it's... it's uh, is it Amelia to talk to Harry, or yeah, uh, where are we going for? Yeah. Go I on, then. I can do that. Hello, Harry. Hello, Amelia. How are you? Fine, thank you. Um, as I was not on last week's show, as... as at least two people will yeah, notice. We, we didn't notice. <laughs> no, no, well, no, no. Well, I'd, <laughs> I'd made sure that Norma's section was done first. That's to, that takes up ninety percent of the of the time. <clears throat> yeah, no, it was um, it was a, I was attending a, a funeral of a mother of a good friend of ours. So that was um, that was fun. Well, Lita oh, got me out got me out of the house. Put it that way. That's the important thing. No, fresh uh, air. Yes, um, didn't do much. Didn't do much else. Uh, did do a two day sourdough course online. Which is very nice. Ooh. Yes. Ooh, my interest has peaked. It's very Tell good. Made a nice rye one and a three-day Levin loaf. It has come up like a football. It's, um, we're looking nice. for, I'm going to open that, uh, cut that at the weekend and defrost it and try that. Uh, you mean uh, you didn't eat it straight away? No, no, no. You've seen the size of me. I can't eat bread all the time. Um, <laughs> not, not that and wine. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, bread and you... wine? That's like my two <laughs> staples. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, cheese is the third. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was quite quiet week. Um, 
day after tomorrow, we're going to go and see a new play called Spike by um, Ian Hislop. Okay. And, uh, What's that about? Spike Milligan. Oh, okay. And it's very, very funny. I'm glad that I'm was glad. the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> yes. So other than that, I'm gonna, just going to say for the mug and move on. For the mug. Who's up next? Oh, oh, it's me to talk to Litho. Hey, Jim, how are you doing, mate? Ah, not so bad, thanks. How are you? Oh, sorry, I'm not allowed to ask that, am I? Always forget. He gets very antsy when you do. <laughs> Ow! I've just bloody told you. Were yeah. you listening? No. <laughs> well done. I'll ask the questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing okay. Absolutely gutted that I can't come tomorrow, but uh, firstly, I couldn't have gone to the uh, the, the pre-rescheduling re back in, what was it, December, so I couldn't have made it then. So I didn't have a ticket anyhow, but um, as it turns out, I need to be back in Macclesfield by sort of 8.30 on Saturday morning, so that really wouldn't have been worth the trip down to Cambridge. So, yeah, sad. Uh, I've, I've been to Macclesfield, and it, it, was, it was shut, but, you know, I was there. Oh, it's always shut. Mm. <laughs> Close, it opens for about 10 minutes on a Tuesday, but that's all. Mm. When I was at Manchester Uni. Well, it's going back a long way. Back, back, back when we still used slates for, <laughs> for our lessons. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the ones with the wax on one side, mm. yeah. <laughs> no. He was, wasn't studying at Manchester University. He just wandered in. <laughs> no. No, and the, helping build the place. The computers yeah. did. The computers did have ferrite cores in the in the memory. Let's <clears throat> go. Anyway, anyway nothing about me. It's talking about you. Come on, more. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What have I been doing? I've been um, playing a little bit of Elite. Playing a lot more Subnautica. Chipping a tooth. Buying new headphones. Booking tickets to see Dara O'Brien next week. Mm. Yeah, it's been a busy month. Who's a busy boy then? Yeah. Is it time for that important question I found on the forums? Oh, must yeah. be because I know nothing about. Right. What you're so there was a about. question asked in the in the uh, elite forums: Should mm. litho breaking be more dangerous? It uh, depends on how you spell it. Well, this was this was part of the discussion because they spe they they spelt it. B R E A K I N G. That's how I spell it. It's However, the question they then asked was right now in every ship boosting into the ground is survivable. I think it could be more lethal, which means it's an ambiguous question because litho breaking or litho breaking, or because if you litho break wrong, then you litho break your ship. Yeah, I uh, see. My name comes from Cable Space Program, and their litho breaking at high enough speed really does become litho breaking. And I was very, very good at litho-breaking, both types. Right. So should it be more dangerous? That's the question. Is litho-breaker not dangerous enough? Uh, you can pretty much wipe out any ship if you hit the ground hard enough in it. You just have to do it right, preferably without shields. I think they're just not using enough gravity. <laughs> not enough gravity if you tried it, who, who was that pilot who did the speed run, you know, in free fall around a planet to get to many, 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 many thousand times the speed you can normally get to. That's some serious grade litho-breaking. Yeah, and I seem to remember that uh, we have an expert anyway, Distant Worlds 2 at The View. Flossie, didn't you um, do some experimentation with litho-breaking? They're just breaking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you tested what happened if you powered your thrusters off while you were Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I thought they were already off, though how on earth I'd be lifting up for a planet with them off, I don't know. But Just don't don't fly drunk, that's the important thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't! I wish I was, I was. But of course you've got the other form of litho breaking, which is just smashing rocks, isn't it? Which is Amelia's favourite pastime, mm-hmm. blowing them up into itty bitty bits. Yes, Boom. without the aid of ramming. Yeah, that can also be lethal, again, if you ram them too fast. Yes. But yeah. Any anybody that thinks they can't destroy a ship by boosting into the ground isn't trying hard enough. Or is flying a cutter built. fully fully engineered. Yeah. And if you got that sort of shielding, then then you've got to kind of expect that you're not going to go bang. Because mm. that's what shields are for. <laughs> what? Yes. What they Rubber need is a ten G world. That's yeah. what they need. I'm just disappointed it doesn't make an exciting boing noise when you hit the ground. Some guy gets stuck at the back flaps backwards and forwards. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I did do that once into one of the Thargoid bases and got wedged. I was trying to get... You know that on the top of them, there's that little oh, opening? yeah, the little hole. Yeah. Do I thought, if I go lost? really fast, <laughs> will I get... <laughs> yeah. Will you squeeze through? <laughs> yeah, just, just just run at it faster and see if you can get there. But no, it, that didn't work either. I just, just exploded. Oh, I didn't shit. get a I didn't get a hot and uh, crash test dummy award for not crashing a balloon into a 10G world and blowing up. And, uh, you know... That's you can definitely do it. You just need all the gravities. Yeah. So yeah, we're sorry we're not going to see you, Litho. Yeah, it's um, sad. Really wish I could go, but yeah, not. Yeah, we've even got one spare ticket that we could get our hands on if we needed to as well. No, I'd, I'd, I would have needed a little more notice than that because I would have needed <laughs> to book a hotel room and a day off work and permission to not do the Saturday thing and, and a helicopter. <laughs> I've got a car that could get there, but uh, yeah, not there in time. That a couple of weeks back, mm-hmm. had, 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 had to set off to the office suddenly in a hurry. Went out to my car, absolutely flat battery, hadn't been moved in three weeks oh, through, no. the col- <laughs> through the cold spell at the beginning of January. Well, during the last two years, I've been taking my car out uh, every week and a half just to charge the battery, and w- I've done just under two thousand miles this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a slightly higher mileage than me. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to hand back to Amelia to quiz you further. Get the big lamp and, you know, inter- inter- interrogate uh, the litho any, any further that you need. <laughs> me? No, it wasn't. It was, it was, was it you? It, it was, was you. Yeah, sure. It was me with, my, with me with my Amelia voice, you know. I mean, I, I, I can get the lamp. Oh, I'm just getting confused like. now. It's my, it's, my, it's my age, clearly. I don't, I don't mind the lamp as long as she doesn't get that studded, passel, uh, studded uh, paddle that was mentioned earlier. <laughs> well, it's the size of a canoe paddle, yes. I mean... <laughs> You can get a real swing on that thing. No, it's it's not. That's a problem. It's get never going to move a real, canoe. Get some real power behind it, even if it isn't that big. Yeah. But will you Take be bringing it to Lake? It's the studs that really give the effect. <laughs> Ouch. Well, well, thank you very much, Litho Breaker. And on that note, I think I'll just say for the mug and rub. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Oh. Oh, gosh, I've thrown the short straw. <laughs> <laughs> Fantian, bearing in mind that we've all got that some of us have got work in the morning, how have you been? <laughs> well, aside from dodging Great, a protest you, you. yesterday, <laughs> he means Saturday, of course. Yeah, I, well, the uh, dodging a protest yesterday while at work from Cleaners for Justice, which I understand was um, floor mopping guy um, wanting a new head for the mop, I suspect, who turned up at the wrong event and managed to try and protest outside an event all to do with um, government anti-fraud measures. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, you probably, so I think he probably wants a new mop and a new handle. It could be, and a bucket. 
And uh, yeah, I'll still push it. Yeah. Uh, other, other than that, um, uh, my my parts finally arrive for the the BBC micro. Thank God you said that. <laughs> so so my 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 boo has been joined by a bip, so I can now boo bip properly when I push the power button. And you got uh, a joystick as well, didn't you? Yeah, I I got a joystick. I, one of the micro switches is is a bit knackered mm. in one of them, um, so I'm going to have to take it apart and check the micro switches out. But I do have a joystick as well, and I have been flying between uh, Isinor and Zeonce mm-hmm. with food and computers, and Fair it's enough. just like flying between Isinor and Zeonce <laughs> in a Cobra. Uh, in the current iteration, full of computers and food, um, it's not much different, really. You offload and make some money, and then occasionally somebody tries to interdict you yeah. and stops you doing that magic jump all the way. Have you bought a Have you bought a docking computer yet? Because I remember no. they were quite expensive in the old game. No, I haven't. I have bought nothing apart from fuel yet. I'm saving up the cash, and I've been docking manually with the new joystick. Um, that was easy. Oh, I, I had a warm-up session on the, the C64 while I was in COVID, COVID lockdown when I, oh, when I had okay COVID. Then, yeah. So I was well warmed up. Um, so that one's all working, and the, the, the Spectrum's turning up uh, tomorrow. Oh. So I will nice. be side-by-side checking out how that compares mm-hmm. uh, with, the, with the BBC Tube version, the 6502 second processor version, which would be quite good fun. Other than that, uh, looking forward to seeing everybody tomorrow. Yay! Yay! And um, having a, a glass of something with everybody, and then uh, having a nice lie-in on Saturday morning till my head feels better. I'm going to dodge <laughs> the curse this time, though. I am oh, going to dodge the curse. The curse. Because you know, last time, as you know, the um, frontier managed to kill my car. Oh yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, they do that. Yeah. To you, didn't they? So I am going to be driving up full of trepidation that the car is not going to survive, and then the <laughs> is next that day the one I'm going to be David Braben walk past, kind of looking at it questioningly. It, it, yeah, it was an EMP from his his fancy pants electric car. Yeah, yeah. Um, that zapped my my beast. And uh, anyway, I'm hoping my car survives. So when I get Saturday morning, I'm going to be sort of uh, rubbing my lucky rabbit's foot and you know crossing myself three times and not not walking under any ladders and that hoping the car starts. Go- that rabbit's going to get fed up with you. <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> it, that patch of fur is gone now. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I, so I'm going to be trying to dodge the curse on Saturday. And mm-hmm. um, other than that, it's been helping the Paladins out in their uh, the various uh, shenanigans against the Eggy Poos yes. and uh, trying to... Uh, more advice on the BGS and trying to work out where to push hardest and, you know, how, how to avoid things. Uh, we have determined that basically smuggling is the, the culprit. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yep. And there's not much we can do about it. They no. want to bring naughty things in. It's another war, and then we beat them, and then rinse and repeat again. Um, so, yeah, just helping those guys um, keep on top of their systems. Other than that, it's um, for the mug. Yay! Thank you very Boobip. much. <laughs> that is excellent. Right, I think that's you were the last one. I think. Yeah. Shall we all run back? It makes yeah. It, let's all run back. Yeah, it makes it easier. Bye bye, everybody in the green room. You all smell bad. Bye, everyone. And there we go. I've moved one of the feeds back in. That should do it. No, me too. Oh, we didn't do both of them, did we? Oh, no, we haven't. No echoes in there. (laughs) That's good. Is there an echo in here? Toast's ready. I've lost my advoc. Well, thank you very much, everybody. It's (laughs) been fun. Lovely to talk to the commanders in the green room. 
Uh, thank you very much to the co-hosts this evening. And, uh, well, first of all, obviously, the maestro with the buttons, Harry Balsack, also known as Palantir. You're very welcome. You can put your colouring pens away now and get mm. your scissors out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for the seams. Thank you very much to... Thank you very much to Amelia for surviving a, a near pterodactyl encounter. <laughs> yeah, near. Near. It didn't quite take I mean, a bite yeah, out of the plate suit. Yeah, it was very near. Far too com- close for comfort. <laughs> uh, thank you very much to the apology officer for reading out um, uh, Chukul Fuchs' apology there. Always a chore, never a pleasure. Thank you to Chicks for sticking a peg on his nose. You're very welcome, and I'll uh, catch you tomorrow. And thank you very much to Commander Flossie for the beautiful singing. <laughs> oh yeah right <laughs> and i won't be here next week because i'm going to be lurking in birmingham working far too hard so um you get to have a much shorter show and <laughs> on that note that's it from us amelia please if, if you for the mug for the mug you have to be quicker than that <laughs> thank you i wasn't ready Cargo too small The profit margins never really mattered at all We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere Loading up the T-Nines to the brim with grain Falling back, falling back Yeah, you know just where we're coming from Falling back, falling back Now everybody sing the hot trucker song Into the sun, Swivel likes the pilot on the Xbox One. Alvin at the front, you know he leads us well. Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody yells. Follow the back, follow the back. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. Follow the back, follow the back. Now everybody sing the hot trucker song.
Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Seamless.